morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, the Constitution has no mention of immigration, which it left to the individual states to handle. That is why the U.S. was open to unlimited, unregulated migration for the first hundred years of its existence. Immigration control was first introduced by Democrat labor unionists. Closed borders are a inherently socialist. Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. I love that. That is my favorite <laughs> nickname for myself. All of that. And yes, it's all true. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Woo. That was, was quite like, a I'm mouthful. Gonna, I'm going to use this as his nickname, and I did not realize how difficult that was going to be to say in one breath. Well, that's the thing. You got to. Oh, so you said it all. In, yeah. No, that's that's a tough one. That is. Yeah. I love it. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome to the Muddy Waters of Freedom for this day, July 17th, 16th. July. Yeah. The 16th. Uh oh. The 16th. <laughs> it is the 16th. Yeah, it's the 16th. So, how was your week? Oh, my week's been good. My week good has been good. Um, you know, <laughs> I uh, did uh, I did the work, and I oh, I so uh, because of anonymous caller last week, I think last week, I watched the show The Society, and uh, it's like if the CW were to try to make something like Lost or The One Hundred or any of those shows that came out, and. Uh, it, it's got a lot of political uh, ramifications in it and a lot of different uh, discussions on politics. Right now, it seems like it's a very pro-socialist show. Uh, I finished season one, and they, they're about to have a coup. Um, sorry, spoilers. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I watched it. it uh, it's okay. It's nothing great, but it's kept me entertained for a little bit. So, so what, two, I mean, it's... It's television in 2019. Like it's going to have a pro-socialism, or at least you know, democratic socialism bent to it. So, um, but other than that, it's good. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's 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 enjoyable. Uh, it's got a lot of twists and turns. Um, it's got a lot of twists and turns, and uh, you like it. It's sad because I was talking to somebody about it today, and I was like, I really know I'm supposed to hate this character, but he's my favorite one because he's the bad guy which wants you know free market capitalism um yeah i, I mean nothing... he wants a lot more than just free market capitalism he's like he's he's an evil 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 bastard but um yeah it's also your it's enjoyable it, it was a good way to kill about 10 hours of my life um while there doing are, other things like yeah, there playing are, video games there are worse ways to ruin your life in 10 hours um yeah, or at least those 10 true. hours um, yeah, I'm I'm often rooting for the villain, like a lot, unironically. Yeah. Like like things like this one better. actually made, he he makes it hard to root for him, but I just like him as a character. He's like the most well-rounded character they have. Everybody else is pretty by the book, and he's at least got some substance. Right. Yeah. When I watched Black Panther. Killmonger at some point I was like he's going to destroy the UN and um yeah no I'm I'm good with I'm I'm you know it's going to be uncomfortable how he's doing this but I'm I I I think I think it'll I I I get it I'm, I I I I I knew he was going to lose cuz it's a, a Marvel movie but I uh I mean I can't root for him anyway but I'll tell you what you know who isn't a villain <laughs> 
a man in Oklahoma whose name we don't have. Because <laughs> we didn't actually research it. Because we did zero research on it. But a, uh, let's see, do they have his name? Stephen Jennings is our hero. I should have done a little graphic. Our hero of the week. And uh, Matt, tell us about Stephen Jennings. Uh, and, Stephen, uh, Stephen Jennings uh, has successfully, he's a man from Oklahoma who has successfully pissed off every single Florida man for outdoing them. Uh, because he was arrested this week. Uh, with a live rattlesnake, a bottle of whiskey, and uranium in his car. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America, but uh, right. <laughs> uh, so, so, and it was a routine. So I saw it was a routine traffic stop, and he got arrested with um the items required to make a hydrogen snake um projectile of some kind. So, um, so he's our hero of the week. We don't have yeah. a lot more about that other than uh, we here at Muddy Waters of, of Muddy Waters of Freedom and Muddy Waters Media as a whole. I, sp- I think we speak for Jason here. We uh, we are very much on the record of record of supporting uh, legalizing recreational plutonium. Um, he only had uranium, which is like the cocaine to the crack that is plutonium. And um, but it's a, you know it's a starting point, and uh, we support him and we salute you, Oklahoma man Stephen Jennings. To Stephen Jennings. Stephen Jennings. <laughs> And uh, also uh, threatening, uh, well, these often threaten Florida, but this one in particular, this is a terrible segue. So did you hear about, real real quick, before we get into uh, not Barack Obama, but a different Barry. A different um, Barry. Did you hear about meth alligators? Meth gators. Meth gators. Yes, the state of Florida. Your state? No, no, that was ten. That was Tennessee, and people in uh, Alabama or Arkansas were complaining about meth gators. I think. Yes. So, is it? The, it's the state of Tennessee. Uh, well, so the drugs are coming from the state of Tennessee and going south, right? In the as one as it, as they would, and right. they are warning people to stop flushing their meth down the toilet. Yeah, they're like, this is destruction of evidence and you're making meth gators. You're making meth gators. Meth gators. I want it, you know, I have, don't have a bucket list prior to this moment, but I do now and it has one <laughs> item so far on it. And that, that is to witness a meth gator in, I guess, person in gator. Yes. Directly Chris Reynolds, in front of it's Alabama. So yeah, Alabama. Alabama, Not that person. sounds about right. Um, that sounds about right, but guys, hear me out. If it's in a cage or something where it can't hurt you, this is very, I mean, this is cruelty to animals, but, 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 but to be fair again, the, the gator will love every second of it. Will it? Well, of the, the being on the meth part. Yeah. The meth gators love, I mean, well, I don't know about gators, but like, I mean, the reason people, destroy their lives to take meth is because it makes them feel amazing um it, i it, go ahead it it so as somebody who's like me um <laughs> i was not a huge fan of that <laughs> what's well, it's an acquired taste right so I, I guess my here's my i mean i have a singular meth story as as someone who's like me i didn't take meth but my uh uh, at one point when I was trying to convince my doctors that I had MS, one of them said, oh, maybe you have ADHD. 
because that's just like MS. And I said, no, I'm pretty sure I have MS. And they went, okay, but hear me out. Let's, let's just, let's just assume maybe you have ADHD. We're going to give you, uh, some amphetamine salts, which are meth and, uh, Ritalin. And they said, um, so just take one dose of it. Uh, and if you, um, if you feel like really calm and relaxed and your symptoms go away, then you have ADHD. And I said, what if I don't have ADHD? And they said, you will, you'll know that you don't. And, um, and he sent me out into the world with meth and these instructions and no official diagnosis or, or even an attempt to do so. And so I took a half of one cause I thought <laughs> maybe, uh, this isn't a good idea cause I'm pretty sure I don't have ADHD and uh, I took it and I spent the next roughly 24 hours, uh, walking my dogs aggressively around the neighborhood and screaming at the neighbors about the pool and something about the getting the the stairs cleaned and my wife locked herself in our room uh until I until I was asleep and um I had a great time yeah my um my my one singular meth story was not like that at all i mean it was <laughs> parts of it were very similar okay uh i was i was at a uh I was at a party that Joe Biden would have jailed the person planning it back in the early 2000s. Um, uh-huh. Lots of lights and a DJ. And, um, and, 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 and no little girls. Right. And yeah, they're, well, there may have been, I don't know. I was so messed up. Um, and I was on a bunch of, I was on a bunch of illegal drugs. Okay. And uh, I remember I was walking, I was walking up like this, uh, stairway and i saw somebody that i had met like a week ago and he was like hey man how you doing we were getting this conversation and i was like i was like good what's going on he's like yeah i'm about to do a bump do you want one and i said sure and i didn't ask what it was key question missing there yeah key question and then i did a bump of a bump of what I took the bump and I was like, man, that really burns. He goes, well, yeah, meth burns. <laughs> oh. Oh. And then like a day later, I was like, oh, my God, why am I awake? This is awful. But thank God for prescription painkillers that were able to take me down enough. The the, the Elvis Presley way of dealing with uh, taking right. something you didn't mean to take, Um, which I, which, well, so South Carolina has no statute of limitations on any crime. And uh, Canada, where I currently am, uh, can uh, refuse entry to Americans who have ever possessed drugs ever. So I'd just like to take this moment to say I've never done illegal drugs ever. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm uh, dear to keep kids off drugs. And uh, kids, if, uh, if someone asks you if you'd like drugs, you look them square in the eye and you say, no. So Hurricane Barry... <laughs> um is <laughs> what's, what, what's, 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 what's going on with Barry, Matt? What um oh, God. <laughs> kids, you're not gonna get as much free drugs as they tell you you're gonna get them. You, you will never right no one now. will ever ever just walk up and ask you if you want free drugs. Except for that guy in the club that time. That guy, he he did. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, your fr- so your friends might, I'm told, right? right. But then there's an expectation right. that you would offer them free drugs because you're friends, like the same way they'd friend. say, do you want a beer 
um, which I also don't do because, you know, drugs, alcohol, alcohol is a drug too, kids. Um, right. I've actually been sober for um, 37 years. <laughs> and um, um, but so, so they'll say like, you know, hey, you want to try? Oh, and, and in theory, one might respond. Yeah, thanks. And then the next time, if that person, if you, not me, but if you have drugs and they say, hey, can I have some of those drugs? And you go, yeah, sure. Why not? But like just some like sketchy dealer come with his, you know, with his trench coat. And he, hey, kid, you want some 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 crack for free? For free? For free. You want free? That's never going to happen. Free drugs, kid. You want some like free uh, hallucinogens or something? You know who offers you free drugs is uh, the uh, big pharma through your state children's health insurance program. We can do a show about that. Anyway, uh, yeah. or your doctor who says, Barry. what's that? Speaking of Obamacare, Barry. Speaking of Obamacare, um, Barry. So where? So Barry is still on the coast? Wasn't that like several days ago? Yeah, it kind of like, so I did this thing where it came down and it hit and then it kind of bounced off and then came back up. Oh, I think God, it's kind of yeah. done now. Um, you know, it's weather. But um, hate hurricanes. So it it pummeled areas of the Gulf Coast, many areas of Louisiana, left without power. But the beacon of shining light in all of this, the light yes. at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Waffle House. Three Waffle Houses remained open in Barry's aftermath, being run on generators. And. Uh, <laughs> It was because you, of Mama. this that I learned this is okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say this. This is 100% true. Yep. I am not making this up. Yes. The way that FEMA decides how bad a natural disaster is, is something that they call the waffle house index. Yes. You just found out about this. I did. I just found out about this. Okay. Tell, we'll tell them about it. Yeah. Uh, so if Waffle Houses close, shorten their menu, shorten their outer hours, anything like that, that is when uh, FEMA and the federal government concludes that it is a major storm that has uh, that is going to require a hit on the community. Right. Uh, yeah, it's called the Waffle House Index, and it's Waffle like a real House, thing. Yeah. Yeah, and Waffle House has their own storm tracking system and they have it so well uh, organized that they know down to the minute that they are going to be closing a store. It's, it's amazing. So their, their system, they've actually, there have been FEMA places camped out at waffle houses on the exterior of a storm using the waffle house storm tracker to like keep track of how it's going. Like it's a, this is a thing. And it's been going on for I think it's like twenty years old now. Where they figured out like when they're like when they would have their you know their trailer or whatever, and they're scrambling to to try to keep power. Waffle House had it going, and they were like you know you know one of the FEMA employees who lives there is like you know there's like the, they're being battered by the storm. And I'm gonna head over to Waffle House. Anyone want anything smothered and covered? And they're like, what, what do you mean Waffle House? And like yeah, Waffle House is open, and they've realized that like Waffle House. I mean, here's a perfect example. How what is FEMA's budget? billions of dollars right right they make zero they don't make a profit at all they just spend money to tell you a storm's coming run and essentially and i'm, I'm simplifying it slightly uh but here's waffle house who takes nothing from the public they just they give you food in exchange for not much money and uh <laughs> for, like, for very little money surprisingly little money and now here they are 
um, you know, they're ahead of the game. And it's just because they're like, it's just pure profit motive. They're like, well, if everything else is shut down, someone's got to come for waffles. Someone's going to be hungry. All the power's out everywhere else. And we got some good-ish food. And and uh, and and very cheap, and they're not you know they're not gonna be able to access credit cards and stuff like that. But if they have like three dollars laying around, they can have a meal, and um, it works. It, it does. Works. This is so. What a uh, somebody compared it because last night when I found out about this, which apparently some of the people that uh, watch us already knew this. So congratulations on our audience for being well ahead of the game. <laughs> Um, but the people I was talking to last night when I was learning about it, uh, they had no idea. And um, they somebody compared it, and I had heard of this, of the, uh, the Big Mac uh, evaluation. And you can tell how good an economy in a certain area is going by based on, uh, based on how much a Big Mac at McDonald's costs. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So they're like, if you ever go to a place like this was made by a economist at uh, Vanderbilt and they were like, if you're going to a different country, find out how much a Big Mac costs. And that way you can judge how much everything else around it will cost. That's that's I, I that I never heard of. And that, that's but see, I had heard of the Big Mac evaluation. I'd never heard of the Waffle House index. Yeah. Waffle House index. Well, see, I don't know. So where you are, there are a lot of Waffle Houses. I don't know, like in. Yeah, there's a there's a. Uh, I can name three off the top of my head here. Okay. So South Carolina has more Waffle Houses per capita with a bullet, like easily more than any other state. And all of them are in. You only got two more than North Carolina. What's that? You only got two more than North Carolina. I think we actually have two less. We're like right side by side. One of us has like a couple more than the other, either two more, two less, whatever. But we also have a considerably smaller population than North Carolina does. Um, Half of those waffle houses are within a five minute drive of my house. Um, and so, um, so I'm, I'm very, I'm very in, in plugged into the, and I don't even really, I mean, my diet, I can't even eat there, but I used to a lot when I was sober, uh, which is always. And, um, and so all, I, all 37 years of your life, all three for the very moment of conception, I'm like, no to drugs. And I was like, what's that? Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so first uh, words, doctor slaps you. No drugs. no drugs. Well, we got to put the thing in your <laughs> eye. No cry. drugs. No, no, I didn't cry. I'm like, no drugs. Drugs are bad. Yeah. They were all, <laughs> they were all alarmed by that. Uh, Max Meeks <laughs> author says I was interviewed to limo drive at a waffle house in Georgia. The waitress came and sat in the booth next to me, uh, nearly on my lap. Waffle house provides a lot of services. Yes. Like a lot. I mean, if there's a storm going on, all of your needs can still be met. So Max Meeks, real quick. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Waffle House. Yeah, he's brought to you by Waffle House. Uh, he is an author and he wrote, God, I'm going to mess up the name of this book. I have it sitting on my shelf. Um, How We Became the American Zombies. And uh, it's a good read. It's a good read. I recommend everybody go out and pick up that book. I believe you can get it on Amazon. Um, Very cool. Probably one of the things that helped us become zombies was copious amounts of deep fried um, cheap food. That probably didn't right. Help. And not the free drugs that we never got. No, free drugs had nothing to do with that. Um, no. Free drugs, uh, I'm told, can open your mind and actually make you challenge the narrative. <laughs> is what I've been told. But I listen, here's my thing. 
drugs are bad. So drugs are, drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Ma- uh, Max also says many of the waffle workers. I like that waffle workers. Um, uh, are missing teeth. Again, many services that, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, no. So that's really good. Uh, prayers to the people that are apparently still being, po- I hate when hurricanes do that crap where they go out and they go back, they, 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 they hit you and then they come back out and strengthen a little bit and then come back at like the boomerang t- uh, storms or whatever they call them. Um, so, uh, I, 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 I cannot stand I don't like hurricanes and tropical storms, but I hate those ones the most. Um, and speaking of uh, huge disasters that constantly uh, <laughs> get, cause massive destruction and then kind of head off and you think, oh, maybe maybe it's going to stop for a little bit. And then it comes right back and smashes everything up. Donald Trump uh, has uh, uh, done this a few times. He, he did a, a little bit of pummeling over the week too, Matt. Um, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, I, you know, good. I didn't. <laughs> Well, I mean, you were researching the the Waffle House Index. I didn't know. I was really busy on the Waffle House Index. Yeah, I know. I I mean, there was one time I tried to call and you were like, no, I I can't talk Waffle House Index. And I was like, but but I'm like free drugs. But anyway, um, so Donald Trump had a a few tweets, actually. Uh, Guys, if you haven't heard about this, the first one, which I thought would be the the headliner, but no, nope. Uh, But this, uh, this looked like it could be the news of the week. Definitely ended up being not at all, but he, uh, he found out that there's a thing called Bitcoin and, uh, <laughs> let me tell you something, guys, <laughs> let me tell you something. He was not happy. Donald Trump was not happy about Bitcoin. He said, I am not a fan of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, which are not money and whose value is highly volatile and based on thin air. Unregulated crypto assets can facilitate can facilitate unlawful behavior, including drug trade and other illegal activity. He then wrote a bunch of other stuff that he didn't actually write. But let me let, let go over his his obje- now. He has some. I mean, let, let, you know, guys. Let's. He's the president, right? Um, and so Still, he's yeah, got no, some he valid situation, valid objections here. Uh, he says they're not money. Um, he says their their value is. Holly, highly volatile and based on thin air, unlike the U.S. dollar. Uh, I was going to say, is, I, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I could name something else that is highly volatile and based on thin air. It's U.S. dollar, like yeah, just fiat money in general is right. Suspiciously looks like something that's based on thin air, since it's not actually tied to anything of value. Um, and what, 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 but he had some other, he, uh, unregulated crypto assets, uh, they can facilitate unlawful behavior, including drug trade and other illegal activity. Guys, the reason that the drug dealers offer you free drugs is because it's impossible to use us dollars to purchase them. Right. You can't do it. You can't, it's impossible. You can't right. do anything illegal with us dollars, which is a, a relief crime down to 0%. Right. <laughs> because. You just, you can't, you try, you, you, you pull it out and it, if it, it, it's, you can't Canadian money is, let me get my Canadian money. I'm just showing off that I have money. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just showing off that I'm a podcaster that, and I have some cash. That I'm a, <laughs> that I'm, this is, let me see my sweet podcast. I got me a $5 bill. 
Canadian money, by the way, looks a, like that, if that's called is that a loony up there or is that a, no, the loonies are the one dollar coins, and then they have toonies, and they call it a loony because it has a loon on it. That's okay. why they call them loonies, and they call toonies because it's a two dollar coin. And that is actually a conspiracy by the Canadian government to force men to wear purses or fanny packs because, like, you give someone a twenty for something that's like four or five bucks, and they give you back a bunch of loonies and toonies. And now I'm jangling around in my cargo shorts because I'm an American, and there's a, there's a visual, and <laughs> and you know I'm I'm jangling because I'm not. Unless my wife's around, then she's got it in her purse, and that that or they just want men to give money to a woman, and you know just just go about their day in peace. Um, and that's so, how the gender pay gap gets evened. That's how the what? Gender pay gap gets evened out <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> yes, solved. It's so, honey. I know I made more money than you, but my pockets are full of change. So here you go. So, but that does encourage women to seek out males. So that's true. Gender pay cap solved. Right. Market solved. So anyway, yeah. So here's a. Oh, it's a ten dollar bill. And I don't know how. Like, yeah, it's not good. Like this thing is futuristic looking, and it's looked like this for a while. It's got like this like see through looking. See my finger. It's see through thing with. Uh, I don't know. Is it legal for me to show my? Anyway, whatever. Um, that's not counterfeit. It's, don't it's print Canada, out. It's Canada. It's not even a real don't, country. Don't don't take out. Don't take a screenshot and then print it and try to like purchase something with it because that's against the law. Um, but this is, I guess, what Bitcoin would look like if it were printed out. It's all futuristic. <laughs> but like, you know, I try. You know, if if someone did, I certainly not me. Certainly, certainly not. I've never committed even a misdemeanor, accidentally. And, no. but if you try to, this is made out of like a special polymer. It slips out of your hand. You're like, yeah, I'd like to buy that, uh, grenade launch. Oh, oh, oh. And then they try to pick it up and it falls and you go, well, I guess you're going to have to keep that then Mr. ISIS. So Donald Trump was mad about that. And, and, uh, his, uh, his, uh, unironic libertarian supporters, uh, kind of fell into two camps. Most of them were like, yeah, no, he's just dead wrong on this. We still support him, but he's just completely wrong. Then there was this other camp of people who just have to, these are the ones who like defended his comment that, you know, uh, the U S government or that the, 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 the rebels, uh, during the revolution, uh, took over the British, uh, airports. And they were like, there were flying machines in the 1500s, you know, and like those ones, uh, uh, we're saying how terrible that, you know, crypto is a scam and everything else. Um, speaking right. of, uh, Bitcoin, go ahead. I, I was going to say, uh, Ben Satiro, which I'm pretty certain <laughs> not his real name. No, that's definitely his name. No, I met him. I met him. We're friends. Right. <laughs> ben, ben Satiro said, hang on, I got to scroll back up. There've been multiple comments on this one. Um, crap. Where did he go? Uh, how can Bitcoin... How can Bitcoin facilitate crime if it has no value? Oh! <laughs> Which huh? is a great, great point by try, Ben Satiro. Try answering that, Donald Trump. Donald Trump canceled. Anyway, <laughs> um, so like I said, when, we, when he put this out about... Oh, by the way, speaking of Bitcoin, there's a great convention happening 
uh, on Friday, the 20, 20th, and, fr- and Saturday, the 21st, in uh, Las Vegas called Anarcho Vegas. It is the first anarchist convention in Las Vegas, probably. And uh, it's their first. And uh, they're going to have a bunch of speakers. Uh, Ford Fisher is going to be there. A bunch of people whose names are all refusing to come out of my brain through my mouth. And uh, uh, my guest on Thursday is Aaron Nakamoto, who is one of the people heading this thing up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so definitely uh, if you're anywhere near Vegas, including a plane trip away from Vegas, uh, definitely go to Anarcho Vegas. It's like Anarcho Poco, but you don't need a passport, you criminals. And uh, um, and so if you use Bitcoin for crimes, uh, you can you can go to uh, Anarcho Vegas uh, if you can't get a passport. Um, and if you go to Anarcho Vegas and sign up and use the checkout code SPIKE, that's S-P-I-K-E, uh, at checkout, you get 10% off and we get, I don't know what, we get something. I don't know what we get, but we get something. We get something. We get something. Yeah. We get more than we'd have gotten if you hadn't. <laughs> so, so, you, so do that. So yeah, you may as well do that. And that way we get things. We get, yeah. Give us things. I mean, if you want to just give us things directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters and, um, give us, you just, uh, give us just donate money to us there. Right. But I'm trying to give you something you can do as well. So Trump did that tweet, and we're thinking, oh, man, this is definitely the story of the week. There's no way that Trump could possibly tweet anything that uh, would be as uh, contentious. No way. And then, I don't know, I don't know how, how surprised this will make you, but then, then he, he tweeted this. He, uh, he, he was upset about the, to give a little perspective on this, uh, for some reason, the Democrats have been ravaging each other for the past couple weeks now, uh, where Alexandria, it's actually in our notes, because um, we thought that would be the story, but, <laughs> um, and uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, uh, I forget her first name, but Presley, uh, Rashada Tlaib, and, and, uh, your my, Sade. My, my Sade, my Muslim Sade, Ilhan Omar, uh, have been going after Nancy Pelosi and the, I guess, establishment wing of the Democrats in Congress and accusing them of uh, uh, sidelining women of color and things like that. Well, there was a problem with all of this. It wasn't about Donald Trump. <laughs> um, and that's a big problem, guys. I mean, that's when you have a major news story. That isn't about Donald Trump. Give it a moment. It'll become about Donald Trump. Just give it a moment. Just give it just. 72 hours, 96 hours, give it 96 hours. Or you could just say four days. I don't know why I counted hours, but just give it some time. And then he'll do, he'll do this. He, He wrote so interesting. I don't know. Like if you're on your phone, you probably can't, it's probably too small to read. So he wrote, uh, so interesting to see, quote unquote, progressive Democrat Congresswoman who originally came from countries whose governments are a total, a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world. If they even have a functioning government at all, this actually sounds like a paradise to me, but anyway, uh, and now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back? This is the, if, if you tuned out earlier, this is the part to key in on a little bit. 
why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from whence they came? He put which, but I'd say when. Then come back and show us how it is done. These places need your help badly. You can't leave fast enough. I'm sure that Nancy Pelosi would be very happy to quickly work out free travel arrangements. Now, there was one person who was happy about this tweet. Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Was very happy about this tweet. Yes. She was ecstatic about this tweet. I know there's uh, the, the 7D chess people who, uh, underwater backgammon people, who are like, yeah, no, this this pits Pelosi in his camp, and now they have... No, no, it this unified all Democrats and even mildly left-leaning people's of the earth right every everybody that is on the left was very excited about or even this on tweet the, or even on the center that kind of looks over at the left sometimes and goes yeah okay and the, I, the people who are on the right who are still on the hashtag never trumpers uh route they uh they were excited about this tweet yeah there were, this this got this got people this uh all the people that were really bummed about the bitcoin tweet uh were uh <laughs> get their spirits lightened by this so you're gonna be surprised to hear this but um there's some factual inaccuracies in this tweet one or two really just the main one uh which is that so he says that uh they originally can there was a little bit of trutherism here too the the trumpers were saying oh he said uh, to go back to the crime-infested places from which they came, he was referring to, like, Brooklyn and, and Detroit and uh, wherever um, Ms. Presley is from. The th- she, he meant that, but he actually started it by saying, so interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments, blah, 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 blah. So he is either under... Now, now my, my Muslim Shade, Shade uh, is from Somalia. Um, so she is from another country. Um, that I am routinely encouraged to um, visit, and uh, and I, I I'd, I'd go with her. But um, uh, anyway, uh, so he he said they were from, so he either thinks they're from other countries or this is a a racist dog whistle, right? Hashtag racist dog whistle. Um, well, the House of Representatives seems to uh, agree with it being a racist dog whistle because. Today, not long ago, shortly before this show started, actually, the, <laughs> Minutes. House passed, Minutes, the, yeah. the House passed a resolution condemning Trump's racist comments with a vote of 240 to 187, with six not voting. 187 congresspeople looked at that tweet and went, Yes. That's not racist. <laughs> I live well. Not just that's not racist, but because when you when you vote on something like that, you're basically saying like, I agree with that. If you're voting no on like condemning that, you're like, yes, I agree with that. And uh, now I live in the seventh district of South Carolina, which is represented by Tom Rice. Tim Rice. His name's Rice. Congressman Rice. Sure. And um. I can essentially guarantee you he voted no on this. Um, one of my senators is uh, Lindsey Graham, Gramnesty, who uh, who he came out uh, either today or yesterday 
I was going to say, he had a weekend. He had a weekend, too. Uh, he came out and he went on the offensive. How dare they exist, basically. And uh, he said they were communists. And he started talking about anti-Semitism because that had something to do with this tweet. And um, not agreeing with everything Benjamin Netanyahu does is really anti-Semitic. Essentially, Hitler. Um, you're essentially Hitler. And uh, so he... You're Hitler. You're, you're Hitler. And so he you're came out... Hitler. You're literally... You are one of the many literal Hitlers, if you do that, and you deserve to have uh, Donald Trump say all that. Uh, and so uh, uh, Tim Scott, um, he... Uh, I, I love the short second that you flashed that up for. Yeah, no, this is a meme now. Like, this is a thing. Like, I just say, and, and Donald Trump said this. Like, and, and, and that's that's how we're going to do the show now. Um, so Tim Scott got mad about this. And uh, and he, uh, uh, my other, uh, uh, Tim Scott's my other... Uh, senator uh he blasted this um and so he's uh definitely not getting reelected um because you this is like a litmus test like if you and uh and my conservative friends have lined up very closely behind this of like yes no they definitely need to go back to their countries and i'll say they're three of them are from the u.s well you know right. i know what they're from the u.s well y- you know it's like, I think I do know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, think, I think I do know. And um, I don't think you, you'd like me to say that what I, what I know about that. Um, now, to be fair, the U.S. is a place that's totally broken and crime infested. So it's not, it's not in a meta sense, it's not inaccurate. Um, but the way that he said it. And it's weird that it's crime infested because you can't use the U.S. dollar to commit crimes. Right. <laughs> Which is weird because so much of other money is backed by the U.S. dollar. Um, right. Including, in, yes. Uh, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, Chris Reynolds said, um, uh, I have no idea what you put on the screen. Uh, I, put, um, I put that on the screen. Um, <laughs> Joshua Smith, Joshy Bear Smith tuned Joshy in. Joshy Bear Smith, ladies and gentlemen, said, he was supposed to be a co-host tonight. He said, "I love you guys. Sorry I couldn't come on tonight. We're sorry too, uh, uh, Joshy Bear. It was awful, Hannes, that uh, <laughs> that you didn't show up. I think I'm pronouncing <laughs> it correctly, Hanus, Hanus. Uh, um, but we'll we'll definitely have you on, and that joke will still be funny then." when we have you on just right. like Joshy bear is still your thing. Um, we get, Oh, okay. So, uh, Artie Kleinmeister said, Donald is just trying to sabotage himself and the GOP in 2020. Uh, he doesn't want to be reelected. Then we'll have an excuse for not following through on his campaign promise. It's a, it's a bold strategy. It is. That's a bold, bold strategy. Going to see how that plays out. Oh. Eric, Eric Becker said, I believe he called us triggered snowflakes and said, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Where I didn't get to see that comment. No, I mean, it's on my Facebook. It didn't come up on the uh, restream, but it's on the Facebook one. I'm missing uh, out on the best comments here. Um, yeah. <laughs> was, are we the triggered snowflakes? I don't know if we're the triggered snowflakes or if he's saying that the other people are triggered snowflakes. 
Well, at any rate, um, I'm definitely, I'm definitely coming back. They actually can't not let me come back. That's true. And I, I, I mean, I don't have I, any I plans on true. going anywhere for a while. For no, for no real reason. Cause you, uh, yeah. Cause you're as you're as drug free your entire life as I was. Yeah. That's accurate. Um, literal, literally true. Um, yeah. and then, Oh, kiss my bass be bass. Base. I think, I think that was supposed to like Obama, but it would kiss my ass in there. Uh, Oh says, didn't Omar say that Jewish money controls our Congress? Uh, she said that supporting uh, Israel was all about the Benjamins, which is, it's not not true. Right. And I'm Jewish, by the way, in case this isn't an obvious Jewish aesthetic, which it feels like it kind of is. Right. And apparently the older he gets... Oh, where's that picture? Hold on. You keep talking. Talk about the thing. So, um, yeah, a lot of people have been going on. And obviously, the House of Representatives believes that uh, Donald Trump definitely racist. With racist. 187 people saying that he's not and everybody else saying that what he said was. You made it your no, no. cover photo. I did. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I made it my cover photo. Um, and um, while all of this was going on, I decided to take in on the most recent Facebook trend of aging photos of myself and, of, and and then I was like, wow, this is really funny. So I'm going to use it as a promo photo. And uh, well, Spike is, there we go. Spike is pulling it up. As you can see, as we get older, one of us ages very gracefully while the other one, just looks more Jewish the older he gets. That is my father. <laughs> That's true. I've seen pictures. That of is father. literally my father. Yeah that that is my grandfather. On on the opposite side. That is scary as hell. Not my dad's not scary as hell. That is my father. The only way that this won't scare me is if they just like look at your family photos. And just like kind of, gra- that would actually scare me more. I'm not sure which scares me more. If they like look for your dad or grandparent, like as listed in your family and then just like merge your photos, that's kind of scary. Then the other scary alternative is, um, I need to call my mother and tell her to tune in right now. I'm, this is, it is, this is, this is scary. Oh, she's asleep. She's going to be asleep. Anyway, I'll have her watch this later. Yes, I know. And, I, this is scary as hell. Look, look, this is us in real life. Right. This is what nightmares are made of. <laughs> that's that's literally what Muddied Waters of Freedom episode 2000 is going to look like. Absolutely. It absolutely will. It will look like my father. Right. Holy and hell, that is... Friend. I don't think I look like my dad. I look like my mother. How in the hell did this happen? Anyway, <laughs> um, that's I'm going to use like with Trump's tweet. I'll say that and then come back to the thing. So speaking of old people disasters, Donald Trump uh, 
so my favorite part of this um of this whole um this whole this boomer tweet uh, is that he's basically implying because he talks about you know criticizing the U.S. and that you should just go somewhere else and fix that place first before you come here and tell us what to do. It basically said that if you have any complaints about what the U.S. government is doing, go away. Now, he meant it for people that disagree with what he's doing. I have to interrupt you. Sarah Andreg said Matt looks so German and Spike looks extra Jew. (laughs) Yeah, no, we're definitely... By episode 2000, uh, that would be... um, This might be a very contentious show. (laughs) (laughs) Like, over the years, we've just hardened into our key various camps. Matt's taken the libertarian to alt-right pipeline and I've turned into God knows whatever that is, my father. And then we'd, we'd turn up every week to like blast each other. Everybody that's listening to this on anchor.fm is going to be like, what are they even talking about? Oh, we're talking about, oh, I guess anchor FM guys. If you're what, <laughs> if you're, if you're listening to this on the podcast, do yourself be, be treat yourself this time and go to what it'll be muddywatersoffreedom.com slash episode dash one zero nine. You will definitely want to tune in at the I don't know what mark to tell you, but d- <laughs> tune in the roughly 40 to 50 minutes in because you're right. going to see this. And you definitely <laughs> want to see it. You definitely want to see this. Um, uh, Joshua said, where do you guys stand on clapping alien cheeks? Uh, more on that later. Um, because yes, we definitely, we definitely will. Uh, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, uh, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law says, uh, the Jewish discussion might be true, but it's entirely irrelevant to the tweets telling him to go back to their country. It is largely irrelevant. Yes. Uh, largely. Oh, kiss my base, uh, says, so if Donald Trump told you to go back to your country of origin, where would that be exactly? Uh, for me, it would be Baltimore. Baltimore. For me, it would be California, and if anybody makes me do that, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah, no, I will. If I, that's an accurate description of Baltimore, and uh, I no, thank you, no thanks. They definitely have a. Yeah, I don't. I don't, don't want to go back to L.A. Yeah, I don't even like. I visit family in Baltimore, and am not unhappy. I'm unhappy to leave my family. I'm not unhappy to leave Baltimore. Right. I'll go to the Inner Harbor in broad ass daylight. I don't even want it to be overcast. I want the sun shining down hard the entire time I'm at the Inner Harbor and I go into the aquarium and I'm, you know, guns aren't allowed, so I'm definitely not armed. I am as not armed as I am never having done drugs. (laughs) And, uh... And so, so that said, um, so yeah, so I mean, it, you can make, you can make this to mean that you, uh, you know, I, the way I took it was, Hey, you got criticism about the government, get the hell out. And people go, yeah, but he said to come back. Yeah. But he said to get out and then come back. Meaning right. like, don't like, if you're against Obamacare, if you're against high ta- high taxes, if you're against gun control, including the the various accessory bans that that Trump has done, uh, if you're against these things, 
if you're against all that stuff, then, you know, stop criticizing it. Go back to your, uh, your, your, your shithole. Some might say, not him. I mean, some would say he would say that. I mean, some, some would say he would say that, but we don't know that he would say that. I don't know that. We don't know. We, like, we don't, we don't know. Yeah, we weren't in the room. We weren't in, we, we didn't, there's no video or audio of him saying a thing that is not, not unimaginable for him to have said. Right. It's in the comments. I've got Joshua Smith telling me to go to the Bay area instead of going to LA. And I've got Sarah Anderegg saying to go to San Diego instead of LA. Like they're trying to get me to go out to California. And I mean, I'll visit. I ain't moving there. Yeah. Like San Diego is beautiful. And I was recently told, cause I'm a Jew with MS who's an atheist or atheist, uh, anarchist. Why do I say atheist? I'm a Jew <laughs> who's an anarchist. I was like, wow, we're throwing atheist in. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Screw it. Uh, this is our intersectional episode. If you start doing CrossFit. This show's over. <laughs> Paleo. You got freaking eat keto. Um, no, uh, what was I even saying? Oh, so I have MS and I keep being told, you know, you need to move where there's no humidity, like San Diego. And I go, I don't, I don't know that humidity causes MS, but I, I'll visit San Diego, La Jolla, sure, yeah, whatever. Coachella, yeah, go ahead. is that San Diego? It's like in that area. It's in Southern California. Oh, okay. Like, go out to Seal Rock. It's a nice time. It's a good time. Yeah, I mean, you can do it, but I'm not. Don't make me stay there. Gas is almost as expensive there. As it, you know what? I shouldn't be talking talk about. You want to talk about throwing stones with a glass door? Um, I uh, doors glass. That's that is the funniest joke I will tell on this episode. Um, Probably. <laughs> it's cherry too. Um, it's cherry dog. Um, I'm in Toronto right now, which is like California, but like really polite. But also, everyone hates each other when they're driving. So I'm not wanting to talk right now. Like gas is like five dollars a gallon up here. So I don't know why so I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like cold, cold California. Um, so I, so I probably cannot. Uh, ben Satiro says I cannot wait until I get to move to Cali in a week, and I know why you're moving, Ben. That being your real name. Um. So yeah. Oh, so speaking of Republicans posting dumb shit, look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Just look at it. That is Rand Paul, the liberative warrior, or as I call him, Ron Paul Light. Ron which Paul I, Light. Which I'm not sure I can even call him. I think I call him Great Value Rick Peter. Um, he wrote, <laughs> you know, like how they try to like make it sound like the real thing, but they like, right. yeah. Dr. Dr. Thunder, the Dr. Thunder of libertarians. Um, uh, <laughs> great value anger weasel there uh, is um, he wrote amazing day with real Donald at with Donald Trump. Together, we will shrink government end wars and spend money at home, not abroad. Hashtag MAGA. There's oh how far we've fallen, and then there's this shit. 
I'd like to talk briefly about Rand Paul saying that we need to spend money at home. Your money. Your money. That was stolen by the IRS. I don't even know. Like what? I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on this. Me? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, me or are you asking me? I mean, this is, this, is, um, this is both of our show. Yeah, uh, that I saw that tweet and I saw it from a lot of uh, libertarian-leaning conservatives yeah. who were very excited about the, the very pro-Rand, pro Rand-can't-do-anything-wrong crowd. And um, I don't think they read it. I don't think they actually looked at that tweet. I don't think they uh, understood the words that were being said there. <laughs> I think they looked at the smiling. Right. I think they looked at the photo and went, woo. And then maybe they saw the hashtag MAGA. Right. And they, uh, they were going to, sp- and they probably thought, they probably thought we're going to stop spending money outside of america we're only going to spend it here which will cut down on costs which no it won't we'll just find more like you're just going to spend more money at home it's not going to change anything it's just going to you're just going to spend more money it's just you're moving it it's like consolidating debt where you still have to pay the debt (laughs) and you still use that credit card so it continues to go up the the debt Uh, that's gone up three trillion dollars since uh the guy on the left here uh for those listening that's donald trump um, has uh, overseen now. I yes, obviously Congress as well. Which, by the way, Congress was run by Republicans up until uh, this January. Um, so I'm I'm I you know Matt. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that I am a bit incredulous and 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 mildly skeptical at the assertion that these two guys here right here uh, are going to shrink anything. Right. With the exception of our hope for the future. Um, <laughs> our ever-diminishing hope that makes us eventually look like this. <laughs> um, this, is, this is the result of having lived through the Rand Paul non-ever presidency. And that is... A, those, is this is actually only in three more years. Look... <laughs> This is when uh, this is actually a photo from 2029 when President Ocasio Cortez banned beef. <laughs> um, and guy, <laughs> this is an episode, guys. That if you're listening, God bless you. We love our listeners. You have you need to watch this. Ep- this is an episode to watch. Yeah, this episode you need to watch. This is a now, watching I, episode. I do feel because Lindsey Graham was also at that retreat, and. Uh... <laughs> I sent you the picture. Did, did did you make the picture into a thing or no? An overlay? No? Okay. I, so Lindsey, Lindsey Graham was also at that I, retreat I, and he tweeted out a picture no. of him and Rand and, uh, and the Donald. And he said, really enjoyed playing golf with President Donald Trump, Rand Paul, and Senator David Perdue, who, who wasn't important enough to make the picture. It was just, he, he, he wasn't. But he was there. there. But he was there. He was there. But he, he was there, he was there. Uh, and he said, reminded President Trump how dumb it was for President Obama to ignore military advice by pulling out of Iraq, creating ISIS. So Rand Paul, knowing that he probably made a slight misstep with his previous tweet, 
<laughs> saying that he and Donald Trump were going to shrink government and shrink spend government. more, one, spend less money abroad and spend it at home. Uh, quickly tweeted out, proud that real Donald Trump and I argued with you against endless wars. President of the United States made it clear to all of us at the table we are getting out of the Middle East quagmire. We've been there too long. Time to bring our troops home. No hashtag MAGA. Um, oh, yeah, because that we're not playing around anymore. No, no yeah, time for not, hashtags. That, that was a oops. I, I, I may have done a little bit of a misstep with my base. Let me, let me get that back real quick. This is two teenage girls arguing over a 20-year-old guy who's going to bang them both, impregnate at least one of them, and then uh, go move somewhere else. Right. Give you $600 for the abortion and leave. Yeah. Or give you a $600 check that bounces. Right. Because he's $22 trillion in debt. (laughs) Um, So this is, this is, this, I didn't know all that. That is beautiful. That makes this all, that makes this, much more satisfying. Right. Yeah, this I texted is, to you last night late when I saw it. Yeah, I've slept a lot in the last... We were also in the middle day. of trying to figure out how we could regain control of our Facebook profile. That also happened. That's yeah. Guys, if anyone out there knows how to make a missing like button come back, please, God, please message us. Because we just... It went away. It yeah, Facebook away. took away our like button, so people <laughs> can't like come button. like our you page. You can't like us. You have to like something that we post, and then we have to invite you to like it, and then you can, I think, like it. Yeah, but I only, think so. But Either only that, by or clicking, if you befriend us on Facebook, and we accept it. We'll invite you, <laughs> but then just delete us. Afterwards. But you, ha- yeah, you can delete us afterwards. But that, but you probably will. We don't have to tell you to do that. You definitely probably will. Um, right. But. Uh, I I don't so yes if anyone just happens to know how to make a like button come back legally then please please um so yeah no that makes this way more satisfying um but so yes so now oh one thing that Trump did do so a lot of times people when they're like when Trump is starting a fight you know doing you know a big you know tweet storm what's he hiding you know the conspiracy theorists are like he's hiding something man my theory is that he's hiding the fact that he backed down from uh adding the citizenship question to the uh the census uh the supreme court had said he can't do it he said i'm gonna do it anyway and then now he's not gonna do that anymore but he's a fighter he's He's a fighter. fighter he's a fighter he will definitely tell a bunch of millennial women to go away to go back to the countries that they came from that apparently aren't um that isn't america that is like the continent and it's the continental u.s like they're from the 48 lower 48 like they're 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 from well 75 percent of them are yes yeah Yeah. one of them is uh she lives here that's where she's from (laughs) um which is in canada my, my nipple um which is canada she's from canada that that could you know what that if someone showed me her and said she's from canada i would say i believe you (laughs) because i i we have a home in toronto i believe that that would be possible it's very possible so he backed down from the citizenship question uh he did order all of the agencies to hand over citizenship data to commerce who already had that um but uh so yeah so 
You know what isn't dumb shit? Anchor FM. <laughs> Guys, are you thinking of making a podcast? Well, I hope you are, because if you are, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Isn't that right, Matt? That, that's right. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. They have creation tools, you see, that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. That's right. And they also will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and many, many, many more. That is incredible. Now, you're not possibly going to tell me that you can easily make money from your Anchor podcast with no minimum listenership, are you? I am going to tell you that you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I know. Just just great day in the morning. Great day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i want anchor to add that to their motto great day in the morning well that great settles day. it guys i'm going to as soon as this show is over i'm going to head over and download the anchor app that i already have and i'm going to go to anchor.fm to get started which we did months ago and you should do that too <laughs> and there's a really uh yeah so just go download the anchor app or go to anchor fm to get started today and we will go and today. we'll favorite your podcast if yes. you favorite favorites for favorites you have to, yeah, sub for sub. Right. <laughs> um, Worst sex combination ever. <laughs> it's just, no, you do it. No, you, you do, do it. it. You do it. You do you it. Do. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to do it. I've never done it. Um, I've always had them do it. You're supposed to do it to me. No. So, yes, they have a very cool feature. Where you can donate us money. (laughs) Where you can give us money. And, oh, wow, there's a bunch of them now. Um, There's a bunch of them. There's a lot of them. So we've got some comments here from various various people. Did we do, do, yeah. Did we do the Sean one? No, we need to do the Sean one. Okay, so this is the the official Sean Whitehead, uh, 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 what grinds his gears. I want to come up with a nice name for the Sean Whitehead. The white. We're going to work on that. Uh, but Sean <laughs> left. Sean, one of the cool features on Anchor is people can leave you uh, basically voice messages, which you can play on your show. Like we're going to do right now with Sean Whitehead's comment. I want you guys to discuss the difference between patriotism and nationalism. For example, is Chelsea Manning a patriot or a nationalist? Or is MLK Jr. a patriot or a nationalist? Is anybody that is criticizing the United States and how they handle things a patriot or a nationalist? Is anybody who is agreeing with everything a patriot? Or a nationalist, and by meaning agreeing with everything, meaning they agree with everything Donald J. Trump says, and or President, former President Obama, without any criti- criticism, are they patriots or nationalists? Thanks, guys. This is Sean. Peace. Hey, thanks, Sean. Um, uh, so, so I'll let you start with this one. So anybody that is um. Agreeing with both uh, President Trump and former President Obama without any criticism, 
I would call them psychotic, probably. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not even sure you could call them a nationalist. Like they're yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're I they're just way too agreeable. I guess I, I don't. <laughs> I, I I've yeah. So with every a single sycophant is a, example is a that he put there, minus that last one. Um, <laughs> every single example he put there, I think that they are people who did patriotic things. But that doesn't make them patriots. Yeah, it's so the line between. So the, the uh, people often say something along the lines of uh, patriotism means that I love my country and nationalism means that I like dislike other countries or something along those lines. Um, and obviously, that's incredibly simplistic way of, of putting it. But if you have to put it in a sentence i guess that is a decent working way of starting i, I, I although I, I don't think nationalists necessarily dislike other countries they just have a very odd way of they don't believe in the market i guess is the best way to put it uh they think that there should be a lot more central planning of everyday everyday decisions by us to make sure it benefits us primarily right. um patriotism that's one that that alone is a question of like there are people that say so uh i don't remember if it was mark twain or someone said you know a patriot is someone who loves his country and distrusts his government or something like that i'm like that's a decent working definition um that's very mark twainian that's very mark twainian uh that's definitely not the jingoistic definition of patriotism that we were given growing up where you know you know, stand for the flag and kneel for. If you disagree with the war, you're not a patriot. Right, right, right. Support you have to. You have to support our troops, and by that we mean support their being sent overseas to kill and die. Um, right. A lot, and that is if that's patriotism, I'm definitely not a patriot. Um, right. If patriotism is loving the people here and wanting them to do the best that they can and wanting if there is to be a government wanting the policies from that government to be as to do as little harm as possible so that the people can actualize themselves and 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 live their best lives then sure you can you can mark me down for patriotism um that's probably not what it means <laughs> you t- you tell me Matt do you think so like i mean Chelsea Manning I think Chelsea Manning did something that is actually patriotic. I think yeah, that. I, I, yeah, I agree. I think that she alerted everybody to the fact that what America was doing was wrong, and people's eyes needed to be. It's Edward Snowden level uh, patriotism. Edward yeah. Snowden completely different than Chelsea Manning. I think Edward Snowden might be the closest thing to a true patriot that is alive. He gave up everything. Life. He gave up everything for the love of this country. He has gotten nothing. He gave up a successful career. He had a girlfriend that he was going to be marrying. He had a sweet job. He Everything was, was looking up for him. All he had to do was what every other contractor that saw that information did and just go, well, okay, okay above my pay grade, I'll just whatever. And he didn't. He but- said, this is wrong. And he hasn't made a penny off of it. He is, you know, in danger of, you know, 
eventual prosecution. He's hopping between embassies. He's, you know, I mean, this this is not someone who benefited personally, uh, other than I guess his conscience of telling everyone this. So I would definitely put him in the Patriot column, and and in that in that same vein, I guess I have to put Chelsea there. If patriotism isn't just and you know that so that's that's what I was gonna say. It's like it's hard to put people into one box or the other of patriot right. versus nationalist. Right. And I think a lot of people do really patriotic things that are great for this country and that are great for society and really open the eyes to the public about all of these things you know, all of the atrocities, all that's going wrong in the world, they do this and that's very patriotic, but I don't really think that all of the time that makes them a patriot. I think they do patriotic things, but many times they might not be patriots. Oh yeah. I mean, and again, like there are so many different definitions of patriotism and different, uh, and then to get into the whole question of it, can someone be a patriot of all time? Like, I mean, I think first of all, when we get sold the idea of patriotism, it's so cliched often that it's like no one could be that. Like no one wakes up and is like, "Well, apple pie and baseball, everybody." Like I mean, it, it like. Well, hang on. <laughs> well, other than you. Okay. <laughs> other than Matt, you just who unironically who, who unironically wakes up and says, "Apple pie and baseball, everybody." Um, well, first thing I see every morning when I wake up is who the Red Sox are playing that day, and. There's barely a morning I wake up where I'm like, man, apple pie would be good. I haven't had it in a really long time, but I do love me some apple pie. Yes. Mainly because of Jack Kerouac, but that's a story for a different day. That's a patriotic thing right there. Um, The short of Matt, who is the personification of patriotism. That's right. Every other person uh, in human history is a highly nuanced creature who has moments of excellence and and downfall um so i mean i would say that the things that we remember martin luther king chelsea manning edward snowden they were they were good things were they were they patriotic sure if 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 your definition of patriotism is a is a holistic thing and not just a you know you know, some kind of, you know, government backed thing, then yes. Uh, I want to go back. So, Oh, kiss my bass said, uh, if we spend money at home, at least our house will look nice, which is. Yeah, it's true. It is true. Who doesn't like a nicer house? Listen, if the if federal government gave me a check and said, spend this on your house, I'd say two things. Taxation is theft. And thank you. <laughs> Like, I mean, you get money, you spend it. Anyway, I'm going to get some calls on that one. Uh, let's see. So, what? We, so, so, anchor. Yeah. So, Sean, yeah, the, the difference between patriotism and nationalism is it's almost individualistic. Yeah. And what somebody declares as patriotic is not what everybody's going to think is patriotic. So it's yeah, hard it's, to it's, say what that's why I say a lot of these people did patriotic things, but I'm right. not really sure that they were patriots. Yeah. And it's a highly subjective term. So, but were they, 
And I wouldn't call any of them nationalists. No, none of the people you described, except maybe that last group, are what you would call nationalists. Right. And I would call them sycophants because even a na- even the most hardcore nationalists I know often, and when they disagree with Trump, it's like they vociferously disagree with him on something. Um, like it's not just like, well, you know, whatever. It's like it's like no, he's dead wrong. Liberal Jew run media. Um, uh, but. Uh, so yeah, no, it's it's very subjective. But thank you for your question. Um, and then here is the from uh, personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, the Susan Collins corner. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your Susan Collins corner. The Supreme Court, I believe, has decided to take up uh, the um, Affordable Care Act again. Um, oh yeah. For a second time, they, uh, the, the constitutionality of the individual mandate was litigated previously. Um, it was upheld. Um, I guess they were, a court in Texas, I believe, um, has taken it up again. Um, also having to do with the individual mandate and with um, the issue of sever- severability, whether or not they can just take that out. Right. Um, and I wanted to see the guy's thoughts on that, on how that might play in with um, the you know, Medicare for all thing that uh, most of the de- Democrats are talking about and what they think the future might hold for health care in the United States. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. What what have you followed this at all? Like, I only know because someone sent me this article about this do you know about this being relitigated going to the Supreme I, Court? I, no i found out about it when i listened to uh, chris reynolds <laughs> attorney at law, attorney law. Uh, so, i found out about it yesterday okay and... so i'll i'll talk about what's going on so basically as chris reynolds talked about attorney at law um this was already taken to the supreme court the constitutionality of the entire obamacare act at that time and it, it the supreme court ruled that the uh, individual mandate was constitutional because it wasn't a fee. It was just a tax, even though earlier they, they used their rulings to determine it was not a tax, but anyway, whatever. So, but it, so the, the anti Obamacare people are arguing that now that the individual mandate has been removed, it removes the constant. He, uh, Chris said severability. It severs the constitutionality of the entire rest of the act. Now that now that the individual mandate has been repealed by Congress, it no longer is constitutional. And the initial judge that looked at it um, uh, said yes, he agreed. And then the uh, appeals court uh, uh, that looked at it said they agree as well. Um, so it's going to go to the Supreme Court. Now, here's the thing. One, I don't see the Supreme Court ruling against ruling in favor of essentially abolishing an act that is the way that our healthcare is centrally planned right now. Um, at least not without giving some kind of deadline for Congress to create something new. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see them doing it for the same reason I didn't see them ruling Obamacare unconstitutional back in 2012. If they say it's unconstitutional, this can't be enforced anymore. Unless Congress has already put something in place, either, you know, my dream would be to, to, you know, eliminate the regulations, eliminate the subsidies and the taxes and everything else and just let the free market do its thing, or what they would more than likely do, which is create some other central planning of, of, of health care. 
what ends up happening is insurance companies don't know how to bill. Uh, they don't know. Uh, one big thing that's going to happen is if you don't have insurance now, you're not going to get insurance because insurance companies aren't going to want to take on new cases and they'll be allowed not to. Uh, the, the the laws that uh, prevent them from denying uh, uh, you know people based on uh, pre-existing conditions and things like that, that goes away. So they'll be able to just say no because there will be such confusion going on that uh, it, it will create massive... By them centralizing how something, if, if you if you have the government centralize how something's run and then go, yeah, we're not going to do it that way anymore. But and they don't say the new way they're going to do it, and they don't just say, okay, you guys work it out. We're not involved anymore. You're going to have chaos, not anarchy, because anarchy is where the market's allowed to do its thing, but chaos where the government says you're not allowed to do your old thing, but we're not going to tell you how to do it, and that's what this would be. Um, it would be like the purge for healthcare. Um, so I don't see them doing that. Possibly they say, yes, this is unconstitutional. Congress has 90 days to make uh, the new law or something like whatever. Maybe I don't, do you think they're going to rule this unconstitutional? So I remember the first time around, I thought that it was going to be ruled unconstitutional and, um, John Roberts really uh, shocked me on that one. That was on my birthday, by the way. Was it? Yeah, uh, yeah he uh, he shocked me on that one. That, that was when you know he he was he was the Brett Kavanaugh of 2012, um, and then he turned around and he did that, and everybody was like, "Whoa, wait, what?" Um, everybody thought he was going to be the 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 right winging nut job that overturned everything and he was and he was and he wasn't and brett kavanaugh seems to be you know fitting nicely into that same role with him um i don't know if i don't know if they're gonna overturn it i would think that they would because i don't agree this is me i don't agree with being told i'm forced to buy a product oh and of I've course doing, of course right uh, so I disagree with that and them calling it a tax, which was crap because it was a fine um, for not buying a product. So when they got rid of that and the tax is now gone, yes, I think that it is unconstitutional and I can't see why they wouldn't do that. I do agree that they would put in a 90 day, which is what I was thinking too when you were talking about it, a 90 day time period in which something has to be put into place. That's the worst news you can have. <laughs> this is you have a, a Democratic Congress. And Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, who supports a single payer system. Who will to this day, he'll go, oh, uh, you know, no socialism. Ask him about what he thinks about single payer. He will right now tell you to go the hell back to whatever country you came from. No, he'll right. tell you uh, he... Oh, I was in Scotland and I hurt my leg and they healed it right up and I didn't pay a penny. Good for you. That is not a reason to socialize one of the biggest service sectors on earth. Um, And this is a real briar patch. Are we still allowed to say like tar baby briar patch and stuff like that? If The story of the tar baby, which is not racial. It is a baby made of tar. Brer Rabbit 
is trying to get away from the bad people. And they say, we're going to throw him in the bri- briar patch. And he said, he wants to go in the briar patch. He said, no, no, don't throw me in the briar patch. And they do. And he's like, yay. I don't remember the full story. But this is a true briar Isn't patch. Isn't that from the band movie? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, the it's Uncle also like... Movie. Zippity doo da, zippity a. Oh my, yeah, that is in my, my, my yeah, it's from that. So well, and it's also, I mean, that was an adaptation of like a, I think, two hundred year old antebellum slave story. But this is a moment where the Democrats will go, oh no, they're going to get rid of Obamacare. They would love a situation in which they, the Democrat-controlled House, the cocaine mitch controlled senate and the i guess cocaine the the donald trump controlled white house are in charge of what replaces obamacare and that should scare everybody this is one of those times i mean i'm an anarchist i would love obamacare to go away but i'd love it to be replaced with replaced with the government getting the hell out of it and letting it do what consumer electronics and furniture and all the other less regulated industries have done, provide more and more value for less and less cost. But that's not going to happen. I'd love it to happen, but what will happen is this will get replaced with something nightmarish. So, interesting times. Yep. (laughs) So... Now on to the Trump tirade by Chris Reynolds. I I should listen to these ahead of time because I have a feeling some of these are like about what we've talked about. Yeah, he, he sent these all literally right before we started the show. Oh, okay. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your weekly Trump tirade. So the big news of the week obviously is the tweets that uh, Donald Trump has made telling uh, people of color in Congress to go back to where they came from, um, ostensibly saying that they should go back to some other country, I guess, even though I believe three of the four of them were born in the United States. But be that as it may, um, I don't know that any of this was unexpected. It it seems (laughs) to me like this is a shout out to his base. And really what it comes down to for me is, is his base enough to win? Um, Like, this is the stuff like he's doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down yeah. on these tweets and, and and these statements and interviews. And I'm curious what the guys think. Is this enough to get him reelected? Matt? Is it enough to get him reelected? <laughs> What, will it hurt his? Will, will I don't, this yeah, I was gonna say okay. That yeah, that's that's a better way to put that question. I think I I don't I still see him getting reelected. I you, don't see that. I don't see that train stopping yet. So I, actually, I think what, when he was saying is that enough to get him reelected? I think he meant his base. Is his base enough to get him reelected? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it definitely is because here here's why because the way that his base is set up. He only needs about 46% of the vote. That's it. And he right now is in the low to mid 40s. And that will tighten up as the election gets closer and people go into their camps. The other thing that's going to happen is we are replaying Hillary Clinton again. There's Joe Biden and there's a bunch of other people that aren't Joe Biden. 
and that was sort of the same thing. It was, it was Clinton against the non-Clinton. Now, it's looking less and less like Biden's going to get it, but it, who it's looking like it is going to get it are people with that the far left are going to find problematic in a lot of other ways. Kamala Harris is a cop. She's a prosecutor. Right. Like, you can literally say that she has locked up more people than Donald Trump has freed. Like, I mean, that's a bad look to go up against. You Of all the people to put up against Trump, the identity politics left will look at it and go, well, she's a black woman uh, who, uh, who, you know, has, a, has you know, risen to, to power or whatever. She locked up people. Like, that's what she's known for. Locking up people for stuff like locking up uh, uh, parents because their teenage kids were skipping school and, like, putting them in jail where now their kids are put in, like, foster care and stuff like i mean it's a nightmare candidate the only person by the way who uh can beat donald trump is marianne williamson who's going to heal america w- with love and i'm gonna see marianne williamson uh next thursday the 25th in myrtle beach me and i'm sure six other people singles of other people right will be there too <laughs> we'll be there too. That that sneeze was for saying something bad about Marianne. Right. To, to, Me to the, be blessed by the orb mother. The orb mother is coming. I'm bringing my def- essential oil diffuser. Um, I'm going to have her bless my locks. And, um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and I am, I am excited to see her. The last time I saw someone running for president was Mitt Romney in 2012, I went because he was like near my house, and I'm like, "All right," and I went, and he was what I expected, and uh, McCain was there too. And the last time I had an opportunity uh, was uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Governor of um, Ohio, Kasich. Kasich was at uh, was at a steakhouse that I could walk to in three minutes, and no one else was there, and I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> which is why no one else was there um and i should have because he was he i wanted to watch the hand chop but um but i didn't um i am excited to see madam future president um tell us about uh defeating hate with love and uh i might live stream it um and i i'm probably i'm definitely gonna try to get her to come on my show because that's yeah yeah, I definitely need that. But can his base be, win, be enough for him to win? Yeah. Yeah. So. so Curtis Lupton, old buddy of mine from like middle school, high school, uh, he said, is it enough to start the impeachment process? Anything's enough yeah. to start the, yeah. I mean, yeah, anything's enough. Uh, Representative Al Green from Texas, which didn't have this in the notes, but uh, he is uh, filing the uh, articles of impeachment today. Again. He's Again. done it a few times. <laughs> Here, here's what it takes to 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 impeach someone. A what is it? Two a majority vote in the House to begin the impeachment process, and a two thirds majority in the Senate to convict. That's it. It could be for murder. It could be for saying a mean thing to someone's mama. If the if you have the votes to do it, and those politicians are comfortable doing it. They can do it. It's a constitutionally protected process. It says for high crimes and misdemeanors, but there's no, 
mandate that it has to be that an actual crime have to be committed. You just have to have the political will to do it. Conversely, there are many presidents who have convicted who have committed crimes. Everyone knew it and they still didn't impeach them. So it's it's, it's more about political will. So is it enough to start it? Yeah. Is he going to get impeached because of it? Absolutely not. He's Actually, absolute. maybe. Oh, over the 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 tweet. He so. Oh, will he get convicted? Yes. Okay, then no. Absolutely not. Will the Absolutely. House vote to impeach? I yes. fear probably awesome. not. Only because Pelosi's in charge and she actually like wants to win this next election and right. does not want the next year and a half to become a referendum on something Donald Trump at that point will have said years ago or a year and a half ago. And the thing Trump has figured out about the public is that you outrage them. And what happens is it's almost like giving someone, you know, a dead virus for immunity. You outrage them and now they're immune to that level of outrage and you just keep raising it and they just become immune to it. Uh, This one got far less of a reaction than I thought it would. And you can see the media is trying to say, like, this is actual racism. He actually... And people are like, yeah. Like, so the people that hate him, hate him. And the people that love him, love him and it. And the people in the middle are like, yeah, no, that's Trump. And I, it, he, he's he's uh, immunized himself to, to outrage. He's immune to outrage. Um, right. He might not get reelected. I don't think it'll be because of this. And it, and I think his base, it was enough for him to win last time. And I think it'll be, we personally think he's the favorite to win. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he loses, but I, he's, I think he's going to win. Um, if, the election, if the election was tomorrow, I wouldn't be shocked, but this is going to, this isn't going to be a thing next November. No. And people, People go, oh, that Donald Trump, I hate him. And then they look at like how their stocks are doing or whatever. Like people, uh, the white suburban, the, the, the white suburban soccer mom vote is based on kitchen table issues for the most part. And, and, and the, whatever fear is being generated by the media. Um, if they fear economic uncertainty or terrorism or whatever, more than like, a white guy saying bad things about people that aren't white, he's going to get reelected. If the economy is doing okay and he's going to get reelected, like he, he's, I, I think he's going to get reelected. And I think that the reaction to that, listen, the beauty of being an anarchist is that no matter who wins this, a very large group of smug people are going to be pissed. Yes. And that is the silver lining of the horror that is democracy is that I get to thoroughly enjoy several hundred million people, well, some, several over a hundred million people's salty, salty, sweet tears. Right. That I can guarantee you. A bunch of people are going to be really mad. <laughs> Whatever happens. Um, so let's see here. Uh, oh, kiss, oh, kiss my bass says, how is Vermin Supreme doing this cycle? He's doing amazingly. And I'm trying to get, he's uh, possibly going to have him on my show next month too. We're, 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 uh, working out the, uh, the irons in that, uh, we're ironing that out, getting Vermin Supreme on the show. Um, let's see. Okay. So this next one isn't from an anonymous caller. We have no idea who 
with this is. Hey there, Matt and Spike. Big fan here, long time, first time. Anonymous caller. Just wanted to hit on some of the more pressing issues recently that have been weighing really heavily on me. And I was hoping that you all could could help me get some clarity, I guess. The most important, obviously, number one is Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers. Did anyone see that coming? Why didn't we see it coming? And what does it mean? Are the Clippers now better than the Lakers? And number two, Grayson Allen in the Summer League. You thought he would get rid of the whole tripping people and being just a a jerk and what does he do in his, his, his first or second summer league game? He trips somebody else and gets ejected from the game. I'd love your thoughts. Thank you. I'm Googling summer league. So summer league is like uh, what they, it's like the warm up league for the NBA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So Kawhi, so Kawhi Leonard was on Toronto Raptors. Everybody wanted to know where he was going to go after this season. They won the uh, championship. And uh, there was a lot of speculation on where he was going to end up. Most people were thinking he was going to end up in L.A. with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And that didn't happen. He ended up out LeBroning LeBron and got a super team together also in L.A. for the Clippers. Um, I knew the. Go, Go ahead. What does it mean? Nothing. It means that uh, a lot of people who get paid more money than they probably deserve will continue making more money than they probably deserve. But good on them for making it. Hey. Uh, Also, they made terrible choices by going to L.A. because their taxes are so high, you would have been better playing in Orlando. Well, well, uh, except except now he's no longer paying U.S. and Canadian taxes. Unless they play in Toronto. Oh. Oh, well, then it doesn't matter. So I only... A lot less Canadian taxes. Right. So I've only been following this because I'm in Toronto. And by following this, I mean having every Canadian talk about it ad nauseum when I'm just trying to live my life. I'm out there on July 4th wearing my American flag shorts and trying to, you know, get it pumping. And people are like, Kawhi. And I'm like, okay, like, he won the finals and he may or may not do it. But they, they were very much into it. I know pretty much the moment that it was released that he was going to the Clippers because I could hear it outside, the the lamentations and gnashing of teeth of of the Canadian people. Um, now, if you're going to pull a, Cleve- uh, a, a LeBron like he did with Cleveland twice. Um, Canada's a good place to do it to because they were just like, Oh, sorry. And, and then, and, and that was, that was like, that was, they were pretty upset, but like, they're not going to tear anything down. And I've already heard them say stuff like, you know, he brought us a championship and we're grateful for that. And we're going to try our best next year. Cause they're Canadian. That's how Canadians handle right. heartbreak is like, we're going to yeah, try again. I mean, when, when I say he out LeBron, LeBron, LeBron was a um, he was a player, but he was also like an like he was the one that was recruiting for the team, and 
so when what Kawhi did was before he decided to go to uh, to the Clippers, he had talked to other players and kind of set up. Okay, we're all going to do this together, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Someone was coming from like Oklahoma or something like that, right? And man, I don't actually follow that much basketball. Okay. Uh, I don't I just, ever follow this. I just had it put into my ear holes against my will by every Canadian around me. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't really follow that much basketball. I just happened to read one article on this. So I was like, oh, okay. And Grayson Allen, whoever asked this question sounds like a dirty, disgusting UNC fan. So I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think you are, Chris Reynolds? Um, You certainly do not. Uh, How could you? Um, So here is – back to Chris Reynolds – he took a break so that the anonymous person could talk, but here's Chris Reynolds with the AOC Millennial Minute. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your weekly AOC Millennial Minute. Right now, the the House is voting on a measure to essentially say that Donald Trump is racist, um, which brought me to thinking... <clears throat> um, if you even let's say you assume that that he is racist um, based on his history, whatever, does that matter? Number one, does that matter? Do, does it matter if our president is racist or not? If the president is doing a good job in other areas? Number two, do you all think that what he's doing is intentional? Um, is is he doing this for ratings? Does is he doing this because he can't help it and he's believing? things does he have some sort of genius master plan or is he just kind of stumbling into all of this thanks so we kind of covered this a little bit already but um chris personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law uh puts a different kind of spin on it um Yes, I think a lot of what he does is intentional. No, I don't think he really... He's not playing the 4D underwater upside-down backgammon that uh, many of his followers say that he is. Um, No, it's not going to make a difference. I think he does it because there wasn't enough attention on him. All the attention was on Nancy Pelosi being called a racist by AOC and he was like, no, I need to get in on this. I can't be, I can't have Nancy out there being called a racist when I'm here. I need more people paying Call attention. me a racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Call me the racist. I'm the racist to be called the racist. racist. Call me a racist. Um, Sean Whitehead saying in the notes, this is nothing new. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it's kind of, yeah. Like, so to your questions. Does assuming he's a racist doesn't matter. It kind of doesn't, and here's why. Everyone already has their opinion of him. This changed it not even a tiny iota. Um, my favorite baseball player, tiny iota, and um, he he is that's a Futurama joke. Um, he uh, he it's it's funny when you deconstruct it afterwards. Um, yeah. so <laughs> that makes it really funny. Um, this could become the Spike Cohen woke minute where I get into the racist history of the U.S. and of statism in general. The short answer is no. Not only is it nothing new from Donald Trump, it's nothing new from the U.S. government, and it's nothing new from the government. 
he just says it. Like, you can do this stuff. Like, it was okay for Obama to do the policies of go back to where you came from and we'll bomb you there. And if you stay here, we'll lock you up. Especially if you're not white. As long as you talk about inclusion and tolerance and acceptance and coexistence and all that. You can do chaos if you talk about love. Donald Trump does chaos and talks chaos. So it's it's nothing new. Um, this is what Marianne Williamson's going to fix, by the way. Because she talks love and does love. Um, so that's yes and uh so no and then what was the the second part of the question was what was the second it was a good question too do i have to listen to the whole thing yes you can't skip forward no this is letting me skip hold on oh is it a good job in other areas number two do you all think that what he's doing is intentional oh yeah, yeah 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 so yes Yes, it's not, it, and 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 Matt just said it. It's not eighty-seven dimension, uh, 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 reverse, uh, Chinese checkers or whatever. It, it's 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 very simple, and it has worked. It. Works. I would want to play reverse Chinese checkers. <laughs> I definitely. After this show's over, we're gonna play Chinese checkers, uh, in reverse. I'm gonna like, like, just like tap the screen while looking away from. Um, it's much more simple, and it. And it, it's it's genius in its simplicity, and it works. It's genius in that it works, and it's simple. Make it about you always. Always, always, always it has to be about you. This, this is something that was talked about in always. the 2016 elections. Yeah. Whenever Donald Trump was on stage, he sucked the air out of the room. Yeah. Everything was about to, And in the very first debate between the Republicans... The very first question asked was, would you sign a pledge to back whoever the eventual nominee was? Yep. Because he had already said he wouldn't do it. Yep. And he said, I don't know. It would depend on who it is or something like that. And then they said, well, we're going to make everybody sign a pledge. And then so he was like, well, I won't sign it. So they asked in the debate if he would do that. They made the entire thing about Donald Trump. And that is what he is best at. He is good at sucking the air out of the room. So the entire conversation is about Donald Trump. Now, a while ago, when uh, the journalist Kashigi was murdered, Donald Trump came out and he said, I am not going to destroy the world economy over one journalist. And we said, Donald Trump, gave you the most honest moment you will ever get from a president because yep. he said exactly what he was thinking in exactly. that moment. Yep. Yep. That is what he's doing. He's just saying what he thinks. I think that the tweets that he did were a complete and total boomer moment. <laughs> Which but it's, he said what he thinks. It was a to- it was a boomer stream he, of consciousness, yeah. He he did the if you don't like it here, why don't you get the hell out? Which I'm told often. <laughs> If you don't like it, get out. Move to Canada. Well, no, that's worse. Why would I do that? Um, <laughs> right, exactly. Of all places, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yes, Donald Trump just says whatever is on his mind because he knows that it's going to get him the most airtime, and that is going to be 
what ends up getting him elected. And the media, Leo. the media, yeah, exactly. And and the media feeds into it because for two reasons: one, they hate him and want everyone to see what this terrible man did, and they hate him so much. And two, they love the ratings he's giving them. MSNBC has the highest ratings they've ever had. CNN has the highest ratings they've ever had. Fox News has the highest rate. Everyone, it's like, you know, they say a rising uh, tide lifts all boats or whatever. When everyone has to tune in to see either in their mind what this terrible person said or what this hero of America, God's chosen Jesus's candidate himself said, whatever, whatever you think about him, love him, hate him, whatever, or just be entertained by him. You tune in. Yeah, CNN and MSNBC said the word racist 636 times regarding Trump go back tweet since Sunday. That was as of this morning. Yeah, That means that they talked about Trump minimum 636 separate times since Sunday. Yeah, it's it's he just if if you don't know who anyone else is. Because all you hear about is Donald Trump. It worked for him in the primary. And then he goes up against Hillary Clinton. And see, the, the Democrats, this is where they need Marianne Williamson. Hear me out. The Democrats, Trump's bad, Trump's bad, Trump's bad, Trump's bad. And then they put up someone who you can easily go, well, that person's not any better. So why not pick the entertaining one? And, and they're going to do it again. Unless they pick Marianne Williamson, because Marianne Williamson, or Kim Ruff. By the way, Kim Ruff is, if Marianne does not get the Democrat nomination, Kim Ruff is my pick. My dream is for a debate between Kim Ruff, Marianne Williamson, and Donald Trump. And we can make that a reality together, America. Um, Except for getting Kim Ruff in the debates, because they're so... I just... Because it's just... They won't allow it. If if I'm going to get in with Marianne on Thursday, and I'm going to talk to her, and if and if she gets the nomination, Marianne would probably allow it. Marianne would probably like demand that everyone else be allowed in the debate, and it would become like everyone talking about love, and then Donald Trump would get reelected because he'd be the only one there going, "No, go back where you came from." Wrong, 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 wrong. So that's the answer to that question. Both questions, actually. And then, now we have the old muddied guys moment from personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney of law. Hey there, Matt and Spike. Anonymous caller here. First time, long time. Oh, anonymous caller. Wanted to get something off my chest. I've been living my entire life thinking that Spike would would age a lot better than, than Matt, which seems patently obvious however i i recently saw on the muddy waters of freedom facebook page that is my father's newfangled filters or something that that shows what someone's gonna look like when they're old and and now my mind is blown i'm I'm not sure um spike seemed to do rather okay matt on the other hand so um i guess my question is Who's going to age better between you two? So the, the lighting plays a big role here, I think. I would say so. I I mean, I would say, and 
this is going to be the realest thing I'm probably ever going to say. I'm going to age better. That's the realest thing. Yeah, that's the realest thing I'm ever okay, going to say. Good, I'm going to age. Good. Um, just for you know multiple reasons of genetics and medical, and uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I, I already have aged better. <laughs> so, I'm just that picture horrifies me. The more I look at it, at my at my father, wearing right. My I'm looking shirt. at my. I'm looking at like my grandfather, on the left, and uh, and the rabbi on the right, and the rabbi on the right. That the, is the German and the Jew. That is freaking. I don't look like my father. If you looked at me and my father's over here and my mother's over here, you'd say, oh, you look like your mother, which is 100% true. How in the hell does that is a scary filter because that's probably true. They don't know my father who in my mind looks essentially nothing like me and yet holy god <laughs> yeah i um so fun i'm gonna tell a little family story um so my grandfather richard uh he didn't know who his dad was well we know who his dad was but his dad never claimed him and uh his dad was a guy by the name of Charles Hatfield, who was famous for swindling the county of San Diego because he said he would make it rain, and he did, and the city of San Diego flooded, and they refused to pay him, and so he sued him, and he won. And, but they said he had to pay for all of the damage that was done, which was a lot more than they were going to pay him. And I if looked... You're, if you're responsible... Yeah, just purely irresponsible with all the rain he made. Um, so uh, I looked up a picture of this guy because I've always heard that he was my actual great-grandfather. And I was like, well, let's see what this guy looks like. The picture on the left is him. Dead on like him. That's what he looked like. And Oh, wow, you're right. I just Googled him. Yeah. Holy crap. He denied being my grandfather's dad. Well. <laughs> all the way all the way to the point where he died. Yeah. And, uh, the ultimate escape of child that, support. Yeah. The only true way to escape child support. Ago, I said, man, that looks just like my grandfather. And the picture that they put up there of me, the way that they aged me, looks more like him than my grandfather did. I'm going to tag Harvey Cohen in that photo if if Facebook hasn't already. Right. <laughs> I I I I just I I don't have words. Like right. that is let me see. I guarantee Did it auto tag? It did not. But that is a fun fact about I am the great grandson of the world's most famous rainmaker. That that sounds right. That sounds about right. Yeah. No, I tagged Harvey Cohen as is the correct thing to do. Um because that's him. Uh it's definitely not me. And I just I 
scary. I had looked at it briefly on my phone before we came on, before we did the show, and I was like, oh, ha, ha yeah, I'm old or whatever. I didn't really, like, look at it, look at it, because I was getting ready to head over here and do the show and everything, and then I look at that, and I'm like, on the computer, and I'm like, oh, hey, Dad, can I have my shirt back? <laughs> um, it took a lot of work to get the writing out of that picture, by the way. <laughs> oh, where they add all the crap? Yeah. No, where it said something about pen, about your third eye decalcifying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, from the original. Oh, I'd have given you the original, but um, no, it's better that it was this way because I would have not given it to you. Um, right. <laughs> if, you if you told me what it was for, I'm like, no, no, you can't have it. Um, well, that's what it looks like when you finally. This is when you when you achieve decalcification of your pineal gland. You look like right. my father and rabbi. Holy hell. Right. And you also look like a rainmaker that the city or county of San Diego didn't want to pay twelve thousand dollars to in nineteen ten or whatever. Yeah. These are both accurate depictions. That is scary. Right. Holy crap scary. Um Yeah. Uh Sean Whitehead says, sorry, nicotine doesn't help age better. Oh, oh, oh. This is where you would be wrong, Sean. We get it, bro. You vape. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so those were so you two can leave us questions um, on anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Um, guys, for those of you who are. If we keep getting the- more, we're going to have to start listening to them before and <laughs> decide which ones we're going to play. Yeah, because this is going to become a three-hour show. Um, but I, I like it. I like the feedback. I just, we need to. Uh, I do too. Yeah, I like it a lot. So, guys, if you if you were wondering about the direction of our country, worry no longer because Justin Amash <laughs> is here to save the day. He uh, he uh, very loudly rage quit the uh, Republican Party and on Independence, uh, on Independence Day, as one would. And declared his independence from the GOP. Declared independence. He performed a Boston Tea Party on Twitter. Uh, but he, he uh, left the GOP. He uh, announced his reelection big for Congress as an independent. And as they are wont to do. LP members are now acting like attention-starved fangirls with their tits out, begging yet another former Republican to run as president under their new and improved GOP light banner. Uh, Real quick, Sean Whitehead said play it. I think he's talking about his. I bet he wasn't here when we played it. Oh, Sean, we played it. Yeah, you you were the first one we did. Yeah, you were our first first questioner. You were our first commenter. Or our first voice note. Colin. Yeah, right. your first Colin. So uh, it was a good question, too. And we nailed it. We Crushed nailed it. your question. Smashed. You can't rewind this, but you're going to have to wait and watch it again. Yeah, watch it uh, again later, about halfway through, where we just smashed, gorilla stomp the hell out of that question. I, I don't know why I'm being violent. We, we answered it very well. <laughs> um, but yeah, Justin Amash. Justin Amash. <laughs> who is a libertarian-leaning conservative. And this is right. a very common thing in the LP. You've got K- 
Kim Ruff, and some others who are <laughs> running for president on 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 Dan like, Berman is a friend of the show at least. Oh, Dan, Dan, yeah, Dan Ruff. Berman. Dan Berman. You got Kim Ruff, Dan Berman. You got Adam Kokesh. You've got Arvin Vora. Arvin Vora. Who I like Arv. You know what? You've got Arvin Vora. Yeah. And you've got John Ma- McAfee running his reelection campaign from Cuba. I'm trying to get him. I- I'm-, I'm in touch with his campaign people too. I'm getting him on my show. Um, that's true. <laughs> that- that- these are all true things, but I'm not joking when I say these people are going to be on the show. Um, they said that they'll try to get him on. His internet is kind of spotty in Cuba, Weird. which is, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, odd. Really? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you got to stream it. Oh yeah, no, probably not. Um, he might call in though. We could have him call in. Um, you could go to Cuba. Oh wait, no, you can't. <laughs> actually, I can from here. I just can't tell anyone. Uh, right, I was going to get the U.S. passport. I don't think so. No, see, Cuba will let you in. Oh, okay. But then, like, yeah. Well, okay. So before all these embargoes and stuff like that, at least like in the '90s and early 2000s, if you went to Canada and came to Cuba, they wouldn't stamp your passport. They just let you in, and then that way it's not on there. And uh, now, you know, in the age of social media, that's pretty damn dumb um, to like, because then you like post like, yeah, I'm still seeing in Cuba, and then you come back to the states and you're like, yeah, tell us about Cuba. Um, anyway, so, um, so yeah, so you've got these people running principled. Oh, you got Vermin Supreme. You got people running like libertarian campaigns where they're talking about libertarian, the libertarian vision which is a distinctly unique vision for what they want to do with government. And for most of them, the answer is get rid of it um, or at least drastically, drastically reduce it so that we can be more free. And they have a very detailed platform that, you know, details the application of the idea of self-ownership and, 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 you know, of taxation being theft and the state being a a Leviathan and all these things. Uh, And then the very second a liberty-ish Republican says, I'm done with the Republican Party. Here come the libertarian people. Oh, Justin! Justin! And it's now, like... I'm gonna have, so I'm going to have to interrupt you here because <laughs> not three shows ago. Okay, maybe it was. Three, four shows ago. Okay. You said, if Justin Amash says it, I probably agree with it. In relation to government, like if he says his opinion on something with government, how government run, it was, I think more than three ago, by the way, but if, uh, uh, get, you have to give me time to evolve. Uh, I think like <laughs> a good six, it's a good six. Um, yeah. If he says like, when he's talking about criticizing what Republicans and Democrats are doing things in Congress and things like that, absolutely. I'd say probably eight or nine out of 10 times. I'm going to agree with him, but that's right. different from saying, I think that that I if I were a libertarian party member that I would go with him over someone who was a across the board libertarian because let's just be really 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 honest with ourselves first and then one another as a result of it the odds of the libertarian party candidate winning the presidency are essentially nil okay 
can it happen? It can absolutely happen. Is it going to happen? How much money do you want to put on it? That'll answer that question. And is it, you know, is it like put 20 bucks on it because the odds are so ridiculous that if it happened, you'd be a millionaire? Sure. But like, are you going to put down your life savings on it or even a sizable amount of money that you'd miss? The purpose of running for president as a libertarian is to get whatever earned media you can get from that and spread the libertarian message. That's the purpose of doing it. To say, well, let's pick Justin because even though he's a conservative and he's not libertarian on a lot of issues, especially on the social side of issues, he might get us he might get us 5% of the vote or 4.8% of the vote instead of 3% of the vote. But then you've pissed away your opportunity to like spread libertarianism. Right. And so go ahead. So before the show on Thursday where I interviewed Kim Ruff, um, it was a great interview for me. That was a great, after the show, go and watch the last episode of the writer's block. That was an excellent episode. Yeah, that, that, that was a great interview. I loved having Kim on. Kim is allowed on my show anytime, uh, especially after she wins president. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but we were, we were having a conversation beforehand because she needed to push back an hour. So she called me and she was like, hey, is it cool? And we started talking a little bit. And we were talking about Justin Amash. Right. And she goes, the Libertarian Party needs to stop subscribing to these GOPers that quit or got kicked out or yep. just want to be the big fish in the little pond. Yes. They, they need to stop being GOP light or Republicans that like smoking weed. They need to show what they are as libertarians. And this is a hundred percent accurate. Yep. This is what they need to do. They need to spread their message of Liberty and not say, well, we have somebody that's a name that could get us the, recognition and then we can spread liberty from there because we all see what's been going on in the republican party where it's like you can change it from the inside and you get people like your thomas massey's your Rand paul's your mike lee's your justin amash's and they're in there and they're fighting the good fight up until they start tweeting out about until this right Exactly. How they're going to start tweeting out about how they're going to spend less money abroad and spend it all here at home. Or you get the Justin Amashes who just get so fed up with the entire system that they leave leave. and they're going to run as an independent where they are going to get crushed in the reelection bid. And then he's just going to be a footnote in history. Yeah, it's it's there are two. Yes, exactly. There are two things that you do when you try to change the Republican Party from the inside. You get frustrated and leave or you do this shit. And both of those are not good looks at all. No. So if the, the Libertarian Party wants to continue, when I tell people I'm a Libertarian, part of the reason I stopped telling people that and I started telling people I'm an anarchist is first of all, anarchist is more to the point of what I am. And two, when I would tell people I'm a libertarian, they go, Oh, you mean like, uh, like, uh, Gary Johnson? Uh, 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 you guys like, like weed, like you, you like weed, right? The common perception of the, the general public about, about libertarians, libertarian party is that it's basically Republicans who like drugs. And then, on the left, 
their perceptions either that or that they're like even worse than the Republicans because they just want to steal and take everything back and you know they they don't want right. any they're even worse than the Republicans or whatever. But the or they're, or they're Democrats that like guns. That's the other thing. So then in the on the right, you'll get people that are like they're just trying to steal votes from Republicans because they're Democrats and you know they're secret Democrats and they're liberals and they just like guns or whatever. If you don't, and this is what happens when you use a bunch of Democrats and Republicans to spread your message. Bill Weld was was a twofer there. Um, he, where you 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 get someone who's both at the same time. Um, you, Schrodinger's politician. Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's Republican. He's both a Democrat and a Republican. If you don't take whatever opportunity you get to say no, this is what we are. And this is distinctly what we believe. The idea that Justin Amash is going to get you so much more attention and votes that it's going to offset the loss of the opportunity to spread the actual libertarian message is simply false. And how do we know? How do we know? Because we haven't tried it in recent times. How do we know that putting up a principled, principled libertarian who says libertarian stuff across the board who can't be you know tied to something they once said in support of Trump or in support of Obama or whatever who can down the line say the bold libertarian stuff like Kim Ruff or Dan Berman or Arvin Vora uh uh right Matt uh uh <laughs> who says the bold libertarian stuff in a marketable way like Arvin Vora does um, yeah, I was going to say, Arvin Vora <laughs> really needs to work on that messaging portion in the of kindest, the In the kindest possible way he could, like Arvin Vora. Uh, <laughs> uh, to miss out on that opportunity, how do we know that that doesn't get 5%? Because the whole thing is, if we get 5%, if the Libertarian Party gets 5%, then it's automatic ballot access, and they get included in debates and all that other stuff. Okay, great. It hasn't worked with Republicans, it's not going to work with Democrats. It's definitely not going to work with Democrats. Right. Do it with if, a you, libertarian. if you go back, the last two libertarian candidates were Gary Johnson, who was a two-term governor of New Mexico. Wildly popular. Yeah, very popular. Yeah. Very popular. In the last election against two of the most despicable humans that have three-term? No, no, no. I was, I was, no, go ahead. I, I put my fingers up too soon. Okay. In the last election, he was going up against two of the most despicable candidates ever. And he didn't get 5% of the vote. He got 3% of the vote. 3% of the vote. Okay. That's what Justin Amash is going to get two and a half percent of the vote. Like, let's right. just be dead ass honest with ourselves. You don't have to be honest with me. Just be honest with yourself. Just get a libertarian, get an actual libertarian not a liberty republican get a libertarian if you're the libertarian party and you have a set platform get someone who when they're asked about immigration gives the libertarian position on immigration when they're asked about health care gives the libertarian position on health care when they're when they're asking not i'm socially liberal or fifthly conservative give the libertarian message the, the, the Give the libertarian message on on the thing instead of like this garbage that they've been doing. Like this is a chance. This is a chance. You and Marianne Williamson can change everything. Because Andrew Yang, I don't know what happened to him. Right. Well, he spoke. 
He spoke. And if you go back, if you go back as far as 2008, where Bob Barr, he's South Carolina, what? Uh, Georgia, I think. Yeah. Georgia. Bob. Well, yeah, same, Bob same Barr thing. almost destroyed the entire Libertarian Party because yeah. he wasn't a Libertarian. Yeah. So get a Libertarian to run. Yeah. Bob Barr is famous for uh, demanding that uh, Clinton resign because of his infidelity. And then when it turned out he uh, had been cheating on his wife, too, he also he resigned, which is, I guess, a principled stance ish. Uh, but that was what he was famous for. And the Libertarian Party went, Bob Barr, oh, you were in Congress. Get us 5% Barr. Oh, I can feel you. Listen, there's a better way to do this. And it's a libertarian. It's an actual, you're at the Libertarian Party. Pick a Libertarian. Just simple. And he doesn't even want you. Wait. Yeah, that, that's the big thing. He hasn't, he says he's running as an independent. As an independent. You can, you can court him all you want. He is not picking you. He's not running for anything as a libertarian, much less president. He's not running. He's running as when an independent. He didn't leave to join the Libertarian Party. He became an independent. Libertarian Party, he might actually do better than as an independent in that race. And yet, he still didn't pick you. And here nope. you are fangirling him. He doesn't even want you. Kim Ruff actually wants to do this. Right. Dan Berman wants to do this. <laughs> they, the Adam Kokesh. Adam Kokesh. Wants another one to do this. wants to do this. And they're actual libertarian. And I'm not endorsing down the line any of these folks, although I'll tell you what with Kim, man, and, and Dan, and probably Adam, and probably Arvin too. I'm I'm not endorsing them. Dan and John and Vermin. I on I would I'd like any of them. But I will say this. First of all, Vermin Supreme might get you ten percent of the vote. Let's just like let's Let's just be completely honest, because that could, that might, that might get, that might, he could have win. Um, that, <laughs> you want to talk, you want to talk about sucking the air out of the room and making, and, and it becoming just about him as him as a person. That might actually work. So Ponies for everyone. Ponies, free ponies for everyone. Dave Hunter says, ask uh, McAfee about the whales when you have them on. Oh. That's happening. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely happening. Uh, oh, kiss my bass says if Dinesh D'Souza joins the Libertarian Party, is he required to make his profile picture an anime girl? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yes. Yes. An anime girl or um like the villain from Inuyasha, one of those. Um, I forget his name now. Um, it starts with an R. Anyway. Um. So speaking of. So Joshua asked us earlier about clapping alien booty cheeks. Guys, um, there's a groundswell happening in this nation. And people are, people are mad about what's going on. And 1.3 million of us, including me, have said, including me, have said, damn it, we want the aliens body and soul we want their tech we want their bodies for some reason and then and so uh a facebook group came up called let's storm area 51 together 
they can't stop us all. And uh, as a jo- it's a joke from a, a shit posting meme page, and it has one point at last count, last I looked, one point three million people um, that have uh, that have joined it, and uh, it is uh, it's what you would think that would look like. <laughs> Matt, did you join yet? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely joined. Uh, I've. I was said I was going like day one. Um, now, I was in there pretty close. I was in there when it was still about three or four hundred thousand. Yeah, I uh, think I joined. It was about three. I think it was about four hundred thousand people said that they were going to be there. And there's, I'm, 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 I'm pulling up the game plan uh, so that you can see the genius of this, um, because they have a. This isn't going to be done, you know, willy nilly. Neither willy nor nilly are going to be involved in this. Um, the uh the way they're gonna do this, there's actually a whole strategy I'm pulling up. There behind. is a whole strategy in it. There's a whole strategy on how it's this is here it is right here. And uh they are going to and I'm I'm gonna read this the 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 so okay guys, I feel like we need to formulate a game plan. I've put together this easy this is on the, the page. It's the sticky note on the top. Uh I've put together this easy to follow diagram here for a proposed plan. The basic idea is that the Kyles form the front line if we feed them enough psilocybin that's uh magic mushrooms and monster energy drinks and say that anyone in camouflage is their stepdad uh and the entire base is made of drywall then they will go berserk and become an impenetrable wall then the rock throwers will throw pebbles at the inevitable resistance we don't want to hurt them we just want to annoy them enough not to shoot the kyles as often uh while this is happening the two naruto runner battalions are going to run like naruto uh, will run full speed around the north and south flank and shadow clone jutsu, effectively tripling our numbers and overwhelm the base. That's the red circle is the, the base. Uh, P.S. Hello, U.S. government. This is a joke, and I do not actually intend to go ahead with this plan. I just thought it would be funny and get me some thumbsy upsies on the internet. Uh, that's a that's a false flag, by the way. That's This is definitely happening. Um, anyway, so this is a plan. Yeah, one point four million going, one point one inter- one point one million interested. Yeah. So that's two and a half million Kyle's rock throwers and Naruto runners. Um now keep in mind, guys, that this is going to result in heavy Kyle loss. Um the Kyle's if this were a civil war march, the Kyle's are the the, the black guys. Um, so, uh, operation human shield, operation human shield, operation, get behind the black guys. Um, so it is a plan. Um, and in the age of this, I'm fine with this. Honestly. So, uh, I read somewhere that cause area 51, obviously not in a really heavily, uh residential area yeah no there's not Uh, a lot of stuff there yeah 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 the um the hotels in the nearest town are all booked for (laughs) september 20th this has become such a real thing that members of the air force have come out to say as reported in the daily mail uh please don't do this we will have to shoot you yeah 
Yeah, no, it's an actual base. Now, Bob uh, Lazar was actually on Joe Rogan, because this is real, uh, saying that there's no more alien stuff there anymore. That's all been moved to, I guess, Area 52. It's not there right. anymore. It's an air base, and they, they do have research stuff there. But if you're looking to have sex with aliens, which has become the predominant strategy, is to get their tech so we can then storm other... Uh, I mean, it's a solid idea. You storm where the alien tech is, and then you get that, and you use it to, like, take down the rest. But right. um, then it really veered in a weird place where people started saying, yeah, we're going to we're gonna clap those alien butt cheeks, too. And it was like, wait, <laughs> I, think, I think we've kind of veered a little. But this is how raids happen, right? Like, the Vikings are like, yeah, we're going to go, and we're going to take their goats, and their... And, uh, and their gold, and we're going to take all their stuff. And then someone's like, and we're going to rape their women. And everyone's like, yeah, that we sure might as well, might as well. Yeah. Why not? And yeah. this is, this is a, you know, you create an alien human hybrid master race and, um, step three profit. That's, I mean, that's how you get, <laughs> that's how you get the xenomorph, uh, Correct. from alien series. Correct. Yep. So it's not as pleasurable. Uh, Clapping alien cheeks is not as pleasurable as one might think. Maybe in the moment, right? maybe in the moment, but that birthing process is it, that's on you. It doesn't matter your gender. Yeah. So, like some people have been arguing this, and my my favorite comment that I've seen on anything that we have posted on this is, "Who cares what's in Area Fifty One?" Yes. To which Spike answered, the people who are willing to kill you if you try to find out what it is. Which he did not get. He did not get that. He was he said, like, I'm not trying to get in there. I'm like, no, I'm not oh. going there. And I'm like, yeah, no, I was answering your question. Who cares? The ones that are on TV right now saying, we'll kill you if you come here. Right. For your, for your freedom. Right. Because if we're, listen... Here's what we've learned on this show so far. You can't have uranium. You can't feed meth to alligators. And you can't have sex with the aliens. What the hell has happened to this country? I thought we were supposed to be free. That's what I was told. I was told, land of the free, home of the brave. And yet, here we are. The Air Force is saying, no sex with aliens. And your local and state authorities are saying, stop giving your drugs to alligators. What are we even doing anymore? Matt? We're not being free. We're not being free. That's exactly... We're not being free. We are not free. We are not being free. And speaking of feeding meth to an alligator, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has (laughs) accused Nancy Pelosi of... uh, (laughs) She's she's (laughs) accused uh, Nancy Pelosi of singling out Newly elected women of color. Uh, and then they said, well, is she racist? She said, no, 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 no. She's not racist. She's just doing racist things was the pretext. But she's not racist, racist. Uh, she's just kind of racist. Um, and so, of course, this was all pre-Donald Trump making this story about him. Uh, but uh, the Dem- the Democrats lined up, pretty much all of them lined up to defend Nancy Pelosi and say, no, she's not. You shut up, you woman of color. 
Uh, and uh, Donald Trump also defended Pelosi, which is a that's a stamp of approval if there ever was one. He said uh, Nancy Pelosi's not racist. He was asked, and he said she's not racist. That's stupid. Don't don't call her racist. And uh, that was really a it, it, Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw put out a tweet, uh, which I I loved, and it was. Like, oh, you sent it to me too, didn't you? This is all coming back to me. Yes, I did. I sent this too. But yeah, Dan Crenshaw sent out a tweet and he said, Madam Speaker, welcome to the true nature of identity politics, where you're accused of being racist for no reason at all and where intellectually lazy insults are used against you as a way to replace substantive debate of your argument or ideas. And that's the thing. And I, I, I largely agree with him. By the way, did you watch the Norm MacDonald clip? About yes. Teachers? Yeah, the real heroes. Yes. Um, yeah, real heroes, teachers. The real heroes. The guys that put up the flag at Iwo Jima. That you jumped in. Yeah, not teachers. You tell a fireman, "Hey, man, you just you just went into that building and saved that kid, and uh, you're a real hero." And uh, and the fireman goes, "No, no, no, I'm not a hero. You know, who's a real hero is the it's the teachers." teachers. Anyway, the so walked on the moon. Yeah. Nah. teachers. <laughs> Teachers. Teachers. Hey, look, look, look at this. Listen to what I say and, and tell it back to me later this week. Um, hero. Um, so, so. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, look up Norm McDonald, Teachers Are Heroes. Yeah, if you look that up after the show, you'll know why this is so funny to us. But anyway, uh, so Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez does this. This is when you muddy the waters. <laughs> uh, when you... When you muddy the waters of, 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 a, of a debate by just – and it blew up in their face because now here's Donald Trump who says something that's – I you could call it racist. There's nothing – sure. And uh, if you say it's racist, I'm not going to disagree with you. It, there's definitely – yeah. And you've already called Pelosi essentially a racist. Like when you're constantly – when everything's racist, when everything that you disagree with is racist without any need for – for context as to why it's racist or any explanation. It's just a silencing tactic uh, on the, the internet social media cancel brigades to, to, you know, cancel anyone who says something that essentially Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is white disagrees with. Um, uh, I mean, she's a white Hispanic. So anyway, so Trump defended her. Uh, but here's where it gets fun guys as stuff related to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez always does, always does. So, a little bit of this is the the uh, Sean Whitehead, the left cannibalizing each other minute. Um, so <laughs> the House Democrats, uh, social media, they're behind Nancy Pelosi. She's the head of the House Democrats. They had to figure out some way to go. No, you're a racist because that's the only real. You can't defend yourself against racism in any real substantive way when the, when the, uh, when the clap emoji squads come after you, because anything you say, they just go, Oh, well that's exactly what a racist would say. So if you go, I'm not racist. I am, you know, my grid, the, the people in my life that matter the most to me are people of all different colors. I love everyone. And they go, Oh, you have a black friend. Like I'm, whatever you say, they're going to throw it back at you. So you like you can't say anything. You can't. So all you can say back is you can either ignore them or laugh at them. But if you're in part of that 
that identity politics dynamic, you have to throw it back. You know, you're a ra- you're the real racist. Um, so Saikat Chakrabarty, that's a name um, that that's I practice. Saikat Chakrabarty. I actually like it as a name. I it's once you learn it because you can just say it Saikat Chakrabarty and people are like, wow, you're really like, you're really like sensitive, Spike. You like can say ethnic names really well. And I'm like, yeah, I care. <laughs> I care. Um, Saikat Chakrabarty, who is the chief of staff of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Many people say he's kind of the brains, quote unquote, or the, the policymaker behind Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, which I am definitely believe. Um, he tweeted this. This was uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was talking about Sharice. Uh, oh, God, what's her last name? Sharice. Sharice. Um, anyway, she, uh, she's the one of the first Native uh, Native American female congressmen, congresswomen. She voted uh, for the budget that funds the detention centers uh, on the border. And so he was responding. He was talking to someone. He said, I think the point still stands. I don't think people have to be personally racist to enable a racist system. And the same could even be said of the Southern Democrats. I don't believe Sharice is a racist person, but her votes are showing her to enable a racist system to which the house democrats articulately responded who is this guy and why is he explicitly singling out a native american woman of color her name is congresswoman davids not sharif she is a phenomenal new member who flipped a red seat blue keep her name out of your mouth black clapping emoji that's the most powerful clapping emoji by the way that is the most power that wasn't the, but that wasn't the blackest clapping emoji. That was like one off. What my clapping is, it's the best. No, the I one can... that they, the one oh, that they you're posted. Right. Yeah, they 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 toned it down probably to match Sharice, which is really racist. Colorism. Why didn't you pick the darkest one, House Democrats? <laughs> anyway, so they wrote this. And it gets even more fun, guys, because you're probably thinking, well, it's not like Psycat actually, like, supports racism. Well, so here's a picture of Psycat Chakrabarty. I say that name easily because I'm all about ethnicity. Uh, he he was doing a video about probably, like, banning car travel or something. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, and he's wearing a, wearing a shirt there. Got a... Got someone on there. You may not know who that is. That's uh, Subhash Chandra Rose, uh, who's very famous in uh, India. He was an Indian nationalist and anti, uh, anti uh, British colonialist. He was also a really good friend of Hitler, and a Nazi, and not just like a oh, I'll let the Nazis help me to stop British colonialism, but like an actual Nazi, like a literal, a literal Nazi who wanted to have the Indian people, the new, the newly minted country of India, join the Axis powers uh, with uh, Japan and uh, Italy and Germany. Literal Nazi on uh, this guy's shirt uh, right there, shaking Hitler's hand. Now, we live in a world, a society, if you will, where even, uh, even the most fleeting association with a problematic person makes you in fact problematic. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been told that I am a racist because I'm friends with Trump supporters, 
conservatives. Me. You a lot. That actually, <laughs> yes. And um, <laughs> like individual people who, who will tell you right now that I am an unabashed racist because of my friendship with the guy on the left uh, that you're looking at there, who is, I mean, look at him. That's the face of racism. <laughs> and then, and then on the right is the face of my my rabbi with slightly fuller lips. Um, actually, much fuller lips. Eh, yeah, whatever. So, Are you in comparing that, your lips to your dad's lips, they're slightly fuller. In that world, where even the slightest association, here is a man wearing that. That guy. Who, by the way, also, uh, when things got hot in Europe, he abandoned his Nazi wife and children uh, to go back to India, where he died in a plane crash. So, thoughts and prayers. Uh, the <laughs> In this reality that we live in, why is this guy not getting smashed apart by the intersectional left? And why are they instead writing lengthy paragraphs about the nuances of the time of World War II and how Mr. Rose saw a need to, you know, that, that was really the only way to stop Britain was to go with the Nazis. The Nazis. <laughs> so this is, this is very, 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 reminiscent of the uh run of Che Guevara shirts that like I don't see as many of them anymore but I used to see them everywhere right yeah and everybody watching this show listening to this show yeah we know Che Guevara was a heinous a honest he's honest heinous individual who murdered millions who was racist who killed gay people just because they were gay like awful awful human being and people wore him as a badge of honor on their chests yeah and guys psychic chakrabarty yeah you're right that's not easy um take some practice it's like minimum 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 listenership psychic chakrabarty right uh (laughs) Psychat Chakrabarty, he's wearing this guy in the same way, being like, look at this guy that I'm wearing. He wanted to defeat the British, and that's what he had to do. He did what needed to be done. But no, that is not you. You are supporting a literal Nazi. Literally Hitler. That is a photo on the right there. You've got on the left some Nazi. I don't know who. On the left, you've got also a Nazi. Uh, Sandra, uh, Supas Chandra Rose, and then on the right there, you have the only actual literal Hitler. Hitler. When people talk about literal Nazis and literal racists, Hitler. Hitler is a, he is, that is literally Hitler. There he is. So there's no, so if you, if you can muster, so you're absolutely right about Che Guevara. One key difference is that the left has lionized Che Guevara and has, you know, 
tried to. Oh, know, Sarah, Sarah Brandon brought up a good point. Rage Against the Machine, Zach De La Rocha. He he would wear it, and I think that's probably what kind of brought that into the mainstream. What the Che Guevara thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that was that I, was. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, that was the first time I saw it. It, it was apparently it was the thing before that in more hipstery circles, but that that was that was what really made it take off with all the kids um, and communist stuff in general. Um, but before Rage Against the Machine, huh? What's that? You said before that in more hipstery circles, before Rage Against the Machine in 1993. Whatever you want to call it, hipstery. Uh, uh, when you were nine. <laughs> I didn't wear it. <laughs> like I don't know anybody that was wearing a Che Guevara shirt at nine. I didn't. I've never worn a Che Guevara shirt. I'm talking about. Know. You said no, you knew people that did in more hipstery circles before. No, 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 no. I knew people did. I now know. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That Justin Amash. I agree with what he says. Don't use my words. Um, <laughs> we, we, how dare you have me be accountable to my own words? No. Uh, people at like you know the real lefty circles. I'm sure we're wearing these types of shirts. He's who made it mainstream. It's kind of fallen off kind of because of who he was as a person. No one on the left thinks that Hitler was good. So how is this okay? It's not. Anyway, but you're not going to hear about it. What you are going to hear is useless crap like this. That's what you're going to get when you could get, hey, who's this guy? Is that this guy? But they're not going to do that. They're going to do this garbage. Mm-hmm. This. Because that, you get to clap to. And who doesn't like that? <laughs> I got nothing else on that. I think it's... I, that is the... That is the... If you think that... If you're an anti-racist and an anti-fascist and an anti... Uh, you know, anti-statist and an anti-war and anti-whatever, and you think for even a hair breadth of a second, that's a, that's an actual metric that the Democratic Party is going to bring you there. It is not. No. It's going to bring you that. It's going to bring you that. So Matt. Oh, I'd like to thank Canada for this water. Oh yeah. I'd like to thank Justin for the kava that's gone. Bulavanaka. <laughs> Bulavanaka. Anyway. So I have hey Matt, guess what? What? <laughs> on uh tomorrow night on My Fellow Americans, I have Charity Nicole, who, who works with the uh, Americans for Prosperity, uh, she's going to come on and talk about free market capitalism, one of my favorite subjects. And specifically, one of the things we're going to talk about, guys, if you want to tune into this, is this, I'm really looking, free market solutions to climate change. Hmm. So tune in for that. I am. I have to, well, I sort of have to. But I don't cool. tune in. No one, no one. It's not going to happen. So you should tune in with equal uh, urgency as me. It can't happen without you. Too. That's true. 
It is. That's actual. That's true. I mean, it can't, but don't. It can't. Don't. <laughs> but don't. So tune into that. And then who who do you have on Thursday? On Thursday, I have uh, on Thursday I have Aaron Nakamoto. Oh yeah. Who is going to be talking about AnarchoCon and I am certain uh, other cryptocurrency style things, including Trump's tweet on the subject. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> be, be sure to use this. Be, be sure to throw that. Oh no, not that one. Well, that, that no, too, no. if you want. Be sure to use that one. Um, right. So, yeah, that'll be good. And, and we can uh, continue promoting Anarcho Vegas. Be sure to go there, July 20th, 21st, anarchovegas.com. Use the code SPIKE, S-P-I-K-E, at checkout. Get 10% off. And we get, like, we get some money, too, I think. We get something. We get some Bitcoin. We can get some Bitcoin. We get some Bitcoin, which is not money. It's not money. Get some Bitcoin Definitely so we money. can do other illegal activity that we've never done <laughs> ever. I certainly have not. And then uh, on Friday, Oh, well, I don't know. Is Jason doing Friday? So I don't Jay- know if Jason's doing Friday. So we don't know if Jason's doing a show because Jason and his much better half, like uncomfortably like better half. Like, yeah, like, 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 like he, he is definitely, out of his uh weight like we've asked we've asked kelsey like is everything okay um so (laughs) so uh his i I still believe she's stockholm syndrome into uh that marriage i ask her to blink twice every time uh every time i'm talking to jason and she says hi i'm like blink twice but jason won't let her on the camera she's probably like like that um anyway so uh, her, his wife is very pregnant. She is very with child and, uh, mm. is about to, if, if she isn't put it this way, she could very well be giving birth right now. Um, that would not be surprising. Um, so she might be giving birth. So, and sure she might be giving birth soon. And for whatever reason, he's putting priority on that, which, you know, whatever people have their priorities. And, uh, it is what it is. I, I can't, I, you know, he's a grown man. If he wants to put priority on his family, then, you know. So real quick, are you paying attention to YouTube at all? No, I was having on YouTube. (laughs) It's making me laugh really hard. Oh, the comments. Yeah. Oh, wow. We have some comments. Uh, Starting with Gorilla Bear Tech Fan Channel. Okay, I cannot stand people like these two guys. They are the left lane drivers of the world. They want to be alpha males, but they are clearly simps trying to follow in the footsteps of Trump. Trump is an actual alpha, but he is slow AF, and these guys want to portray themselves as alpha, but in all actuality, they are soft, spoiled brats. And then if you go down to Mama Goonie, they do come off as spoiled. We come off as spoiled brats. I don't dispute that. Uh, I hate it when people talk about the Illuminati and try to portray it with some sort of certain mystique. Everybody knows that the Illuminati doesn't exist. Did we mention? I don't think we mentioned the Illuminati. (laughs) Did I black out? Right. I certainly couldn't have because I've never done drugs. We seem like Freemason fanboys to which, oh, kiss my bass or kiss my bass. Well, homie on the right, is one of the chosen people chosen the chosen people um right so 
Are we like supposed to respond to that? I don't. I don't know. I just I was laughing. You <laughs> were reading it. Yeah. Um. I don't subscribe to the alpha beta omega thing because that's not how humans work. But okay. Uh, I am one of the chosen people, and I do come off as a spoiled brat, and I feel the need I've to been, talk about the Illuminati now. I don't, I don't. I've been told I'm a spoiled brat my entire life, but. Eh. <laughs> I mean, it's worked I, for me. I've parlayed it into, into quite a, a, a successful life. Um, uh, it's, 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 I had a Shay shirt when I was 16. I didn't know. Oh yeah. That was, that was the thing about Rage Against the Machine. So yeah, yeah. well, that's good. So, Hey guys. Have a great weekend, and then on Monday, uh, tune into uh, Jason Lyon with uh, well, maybe. maybe, maybe, or you know, enjoy your family, Jason. And then on Tuesday, it doesn't matter who's given birth. <laughs> and if if someone did, I'd have questions. Right, but, I'd have like, a lot of questions if one of us is giving birth. Like who gave birth? But regardless, uh, tune in next week, Tuesday night, right here for the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt and I parse through the week's events with, like, simple spoiled beta brats (laughs) that we are, as we are wont to do. As we are wont to do. As we are oft done. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, so that's the entire week. Um, So, guys... Thanks again for tuning in. Matt, did you want to say anything before we go? So if you wanted to follow. Oh us, yeah. The yeah thing. If you want to follow the spoiled brats, there are many places you could do it. Uh, you could do it on Facebook at facebook.com slash muddied waters media. You can, you can do it on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. You can do it on Instagram at muddied waters media. You can do it on YouTube, which many of you have now found us. And thank you for that. <laughs> YouTube.com. We love, we love it. Yeah. Uh, YouTube.com slash Muddied Waters Media. And you can find us on Anchor FM at anchor.fm slash Muddied Waters. And you can find this in every episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Dot com. And I am tempted. Spoiledbetas.com is available. And when you want to talk about a, a impulse buy, that's an impulse buy. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on that one for I'm gonna sit on that yeah, one for sit on that for a day or two before we get spoiledbetas.com. <laughs> I mean that's a value add there. Um anyway, so <laughs> guys, thank you again for tuning in. We love you very much. And we will see you next week and also on all the other episodes of things that we were just talking about. And where we're going, we don't need roads. Sometimes I can't
Beneath my bed, the disco ball is just hanging by 